Total is brought to you by Disappearing Smoke Bomb. It's Tech Fuckers. Smokebomber.com, where you can find your best smoke bomb so you can disappear out of awkward situation. For example, if inside uh, one meal that you give one person find tail of rat, then you could disappear smoke bomb out of restaurant. <laughs> what the fuck? Guys, this is a, this is a new sketch. It's going to be on SNL. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a fire stickers commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get away. Yo, um, what's up, everybody? Welcome to an, uh, flagrant to noisy buckets analysis by assholes water cooler commentary for your sports needs i'm andrew schultz i'm here with my man akash singh real yep, life yep. cats alex media ed and martinez on the ones and twos um this episode has been brought to you guys it's been brought to you by adam and eve mm-hmm. adamandeve.com your one-stop shop for all your fuck products you want to spice things up in the bedroom you want to get it better than ever select almost any one item for 50 percent off and then adam and eve loads on the free stuff enter the offer code flagrant at checkout and get 10 tantalizing items for free a sexy gift for him a special gift for her Three items you'll both enjoy and six free spicy movies plus free shipping. That's a lot of free at adamandeve.com. Flagrant, F-L-A-G-R-A-N-T is the offer code. Go do it. Now, this episode is also brought to you by NBA 2K20, okay? Mm -hmm. This isn't a game, Kaz. You know all about it. All day. This is the place the game comes to learn with next-level graphics, gameplay, player control, customizations nba 2k20 continues to redefine what's possible in sports gaming plus with its immersive open world neighborhood 2k20 is is a platform for players to come together and create what's next in culture play nba 2k20 today you could play against kaz what's your username kaz you want to give it up at real life kaz one okay don't trust that at real life kaz that's not kaz (laughs) at real life kaz one that's the man ronnie 2k my second favorite indian shouts to ronnie (laughs) I just found out he's Indian this moment. <laughs> tall ass Indian. He's like six eight, bro. Son, Ronnie? That's yeah. not a that's not an Indian name, yeah, is I'm it? Confused I'm, by I'm it sure all. that's a that's a yeah, short. Be a Ranif? No, maybe. Who knows? Never asked. Ranif? Is that a name? Never met a Ranif either. Singh. I'm assuming that's Ooh, a Singh. Somebody, somebody. Oh, anyway. Yeah, well, that's Punjabi. Punjabi. Yeah. That's why he's tall. NBA 2K20, <laughs> welcome to the next. Um, now let's get the show started. Uh, we just received news that SNL has said Sayonara to Shane Gillis. And he said. That's why, just why, just why, just why. What did you say? Just why. I lowered my seat. How the fuck I do that? There we go. No. Did you just bow? Oh, gosh, he's out here bowing. I'll slay her too. Damn, oh, son. I should have hit him with a gong at the end. Son, hit oh, no. gong showed him. That's <laughs> fucked up. But real talk. Gave him the five fingers of death. Bro. That's, that's it. That's Shinsu bro. sore to the Yo, contract. Cut that Damn. shit. Um, hot out here. If you don't. Uh, hot if, out here for a white man. Dude, it's hot. Do you say <laughs> it's, it's hot, hot out here? Get yourself, hot. Yeah, get yourself yeah. one of them fans, son. You just. So, uh, for those of y'all don't know, uh, SNL hired three new people, uh, some chick that nobody cares about, Mm. apparently. Uh, uh, Bowen Yang, this Asian dude who had a hilarious viral video. Did you see the video of him... Okay, remember the Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the scene where I think it's Meryl Streep or the other white chick? I don't know Anne what Hathaway. her name is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the yeah. scene where Meryl Streep's explaining 
the like the history of a fucking dress or some okay. shit. Whatever. It's a funny like yeah. obnoxious scene. He lip syncs this thing <laughs> so fucking well. <laughs> like if there is anything that it's proven that like you can mock a race and get into SNL. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there, there is a way to do it. He just, he just did it right. There's ways but to do it. Yeah. This guy Bowie, it, it's it's really fucking good. I, it, I mean, that's that's we what can't a lot play of... it because we'll we'll get we'll probably get flagged. But just go look it up. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, yeah. that's I'm people, not bullshit. That's what people were defending uh, Shane about. They were like, yo, they make fun of white people, black people all the time on SNL. Right. Why is it that, you know, this guy making fun of Asian people, granted, you know, well, however you may feel. We'll go into it. That was the defense. That was the defense. We'll yeah. go into it. And uh, and I think when you get into that type of argument, well, where it's like a he said, she said type of thing, I think everybody loses yeah. in a lot of ways. But I... Uh, what, so basically, Shane, um, the second he is up for this SNL thing, you have these fucking parasites, right? Mm-hmm. They're these blogger parasites whose only job is to try to get you to lose your job. Yeah, they're ruining lives. They are ruining lives. They they care about nothing but their own retweets, their own clicks. They are literally there to cause controversy and have corporations bend to their whim. That's how they validate themselves mm-hmm. is they are powerless incels living in their parents' basement. <laughs> and what they do is they go, I'm actually a real person if I can get bounty to stop selling paper towels Yo, on this TV show. That's what a female a incel is, a blogger. A, bl- well, dude, a female men. incel, oh my God. The, oh yeah, the guy who started is a guy. Well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, I don't know if he classified himself that way. Yeah. Yeah. We don't identify you like that. That's <laughs> yeah. the new shit. How we identify you. Hey, listen, gender's a social construct. So I can identify you however you want. Yeah. All right? Add in. He <laughs> 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 got so anyway, tenders. He did. Oh, guys. Tender was a good choice. Good choice of word. Tender was good. Succulent. He <laughs> Juicy. <very> succulent. <laughs> Cooked to perfection. <laughs> oh, anyway, so a podcast with Shane and this other kid is on Earth. I don't know the other kid's name. Sorry, buddy. Um, but you're unimportant in this situation because you didn't lose anything. <laughs> and uh, so basically, the pot, uh, where Shane is saying he's he's making fun of like Chinatown and Chinese people. He drops a uh, Chinese racial slur uh, that rhymes with blink. Mm. Um, Can't do that. Uh, sink. Yeah. That's not it. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, now what's interesting about this racial slur, slur specifically is that it's not a slur when used in certain situations. Like you can say a chink in your armor. Yeah. Mm. Right? That is okay. Yes. Like, there's no other time to use the N-word, and it's okay. There's no, there's no, there's no, you could say Negro, but that's not No, no, but the N-word specific, right? There's no, no, like, the only other one that's like that is Cracker, and it ain't that bad. Oh, we're totally fine with Cracker. Yeah, yeah, We front. Like we're upset about it, but just so you don't. Why people just want to get one. on the outrage? No, 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 no. We just we're trying to manipulate you guys into not getting an effective one. We're like, oh, that hurts so bad. <laughs> it's you know? so bad to be called slave owners. <laughs> oh, rough. So, but uh, so so basically, this clip comes out, and he's he's just talking about Chinatown and like talking about and like saying this word, and it's the worst thing to defend. Yeah, I know Shane. He's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. He's I've a heard nice he's guy. very funny too. Funny guy. Okay. Um, it's the worst thing to defend because he's not even making a joke. It's one thing when you make a horribly offensive joke, like an Anthony Jeselnik might do like a really offensive joke specifically to offend type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. As comics, we can at least go, guys, he's obviously satirizing the situation. Yeah. He's making a joke. Here, he's just kind of speaking edgy, you know? And I understand the idea is like, 
I'm going to speak in a tone that will trigger people and that will be the reason why that will be the goal of it. But there's nothing, there wasn't anything redeeming about it. Now, is he defined by this one moment? No, it was a hand-selected moment to make him look bad so SNL would fire him, which yeah. they did, yeah. right? So effective, the guy who put this out, effective. Yes. And he's going to get snuffed, the guy who put this out, by the way. Do we know who he is? Yeah, I'm not going to say his name just now, but like, I think he's a guy on the West Coast. It shocks me that, Wait, what do you mean? It was like another comic that put it out? No, he's like a blogger of comedy. And I think he might have done some comedy. But like, I'm truly shocked that like West Coast guys, like if he can walk around open mics and he can be in the comedy scene, because he hasn't done this just for him. This is like a part of the thing that he does. Mm. Tries to get get people like cancer. Oh, you got to get that guy out. You got to snuff this guy. Real talk. That's like ground level. You got to snuff him. Group of people got to snuff him. Easy, right? So West Coast on that. Let's go. Chop, chop. (laughs) Like, come on, y'all. So Yeah, y'all really drive me some gangsters out here. Stop that shit. Son. I thought he meant snuffed as in like silenced him. No, he's talking about actually snuffed. No, absolutely. 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 Face. Yeah. <laughs> Son, if you saw this kid, you'd be like, oh no, he need to get punched in the face. Yeah. Do I think com- comedians are gangsters who will actually kill a person? Yeah. Nah, but we could beat the shit out of somebody if there's six of us. If there's 50 of us at an open mic, <laughs> yeah. we could do I that. Like, we could do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you, he deserves it. You you are all ruining you, lives. That's dog. all you yeah, gotta do up, is bro. just get snuffed, like just so you know what happens. Like, I've been snuffed for what I said on stage. Mm. Like, I've been punched in my face because of what I said on stage. Really? And I keep talking that shit, so I'm willing willing to take a punch. Yeah. You know, you know, the, you know the consequences. I know worst case scenario. I've You're experienced it. Face, yeah. We're still out here. Yeah. So you just need to experience a worst case scenario <laughs> to see how bad you want to blog. Because yeah. it's funny how how your passion and drive goes away after getting punched. Mm-hmm. Like It's really easy to uh, kind of have these situations without losing anything. Like, yeah. as long as you keep doing this shit, it's like, oh, until you get hit with some shit where you lose it, that's when you really realize, Sorry, okay, how bad do I want to do You get punched in the face once and you're like, you know what, that wasn't that racist. That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the most racist thing I ever seen. Because you know, know what you're going to say before every joke and you'll be like, is this worth getting punched in the is face it over? Work? I mean, I think there's a and great bit. if it's bit. good, who had it? Yeah. Burr? Was it Probably somebody? Burr. Burr, Louie, or somebody had a bit, uh, some redhead had a bit about <laughs> how, uh, like, I forget exactly what it was. Something about the importance of getting punched in the face. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. He says basically women will just, we don't hit women anymore, so they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Because right. there's no line. Every guy learns there's a line I don't step past because yes. we've all been hit. Yes. Yes. I remember I had a bit, it was similar idea. It was like, uh, it's like, you know, women haven't been punched in the face because whenever they get punched in the face, they're still talking shit as they're going to the ground. <laughs> like, they're so surprised that they're punched in the face that they don't realize it until they actually hit. Like, they get cracked. They're like, but why did I... What? <laughs> what? Did you just punch me? <laughs> like, whenever you're a dude and you get punched in the face, you are cripplingly aware that you should have been punched in the face. Absolutely. You never, know what's coming. You never know what's does coming. a dude get punched in the face and he goes, how could you? <laughs> did you just punch me in the face? Yeah. <laughs> you're either eating there or you're fighting or some shit. Something's got to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever. The point is, the guy says, and I, you know, I've been speaking to a lot of specifically Asian comics about this because I want to get their perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's the toughest situation for them because when you're a comic, and, and uh, Chappelle said this the best when the Kramer situation came out. He goes... I found out in that situation I'm more comic than I am black. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I remember that. I remember that combo. Right? So it was like, because the comic in me was... He must have been bombing. Like, he must have been bombing. Like, this is tough one, dog. Hang, hang in there. Hang, <laughs> it's a big bomb. Hang right? in there. You're going to be all right. Something like that. Something to that extent. And like, so you have all these Asian comics that are like, <clears throat> I can't even defend it because there's no joke to defend. Yeah. It's just casually talking shit. Now, 
so so I completely understand where they're coming from in that regard. And uh, and then and I'm looking at just different tweets that pop up. And Ari Shafir said like the best thing. He goes, listen, shouts to Ari. Got a great uh, podcast called Skeptic Tank. Um, funny comic. He, he goes, if you ever hear a comic say anything racist, hateful, homophobic on a podcast that he knows is being recorded, please believe it's meant to be a joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, That's well said. He's aware that he's being recorded so, and he might have an intended purpose. This is just the hardest thing to defend because you can't just go, I see what you were doing there. Dina Hashem, it was blatantly a joke. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we could defend. What you always say, <clears throat> judge me off intent. I didn't think the intent was hateful, probably because I do a podcast. Right. Yo, people don't realize how fucking hard it is to try to be funny for an hour and a half or whatever you're doing. Right. Your brain is just constantly going. And sometimes you're just searching for the funny thing. Right. And I think he was trying to search for the funny thing and he just failed. Mm. It just flopped. But the intent was to try to find the funny thing in my mind. And so to me, it's like, all right, you failed. You should deal with some consequences, but I don't think you should be losing the fucking dream opportunity that you just got. Exactly. And that's that's where we're coming from, where it's like, you know, people really are losing these jobs. And don't get me wrong. I get it. I empathize with the Asian guy who has no clue about this guy's comedy, doesn't even really know him as a stand-up, and just hears him casually talking racist and that reminds him of other casual racism he might have experienced. I get that. Yeah. I'm not ignorant to that. What I'm saying is, as someone who like knows him and knows that he does comedy, that is purposely triggering. Yeah. Like the goal is to trigger. Like he'll go up there and he'll be like, "Yeah, Trump 2020." He don't give a fuck about Trump. It's just what is gonna rile that group of people like to up. Shake the table. Right. Right. And um, what what I noticed was interesting about this is once the narrative is set. Now everybody's trying to confirm narrative. So narrative got set as he doesn't like Asians. And now they start looking through everything he's ever done yeah. and start finding the anti-Asian There shit. was like some other video that popped up recently or something like that? There was an article that popped up where he was like, you can, you can make fun of Asians and audiences don't care. And that was the only sentence that was taken from it. And I asked him about it. I was like, I was like bro, that's, that, that kind of sounds weird. What's up with that? And he's like, dude. They didn't even keep the entire segment of what I said, or they didn't post. If you listen to the whole thing, the context, I'm saying it is completely hypocritical that mm. you can make fun of Asians, yeah. and it's okay, and other groups you can't. Like yeah. that's unfair. Yeah, Joe Coy yeah. talks about that. Fucking, uh, that's a what, fact. Was a bunch it of is. people talked about. It. I was like, yo, Asians just get made fun of all the time. Like low dicks, all this other shit. Like all the White stupid people stereotypes. Like, we get it. Yeah. Can I? Can I also say something as a comic? Maybe it's because I'm a comic. I got. I dealt with brown jokes growing up. I performed in the hood rooms coming up, and I would hear the hackiest shit. Yes. I never once thought to myself, that guy should lose anything. I thought, that's not funny, bro. It's not funny. That's all. That's the worst thing about it is imagine the entire world sees your comedy for comedy quote yeah. comedy for the first time and it's the worst comedy you've put out yeah it's not like it was a bit that he worked on mm. that went viral that, that they're like this yeah. is offensive that you could live with right you're like i stand behind a joke if you don't like it you don't like yeah. it. yeah but to have like the shitty conversation mm. where you did low-hanging fruit we've all been there yep but that's what everybody finds out about and you don't know how young he is in comedy and i know so many unfunny jokes that I made that probably just sounded pure hateful because I didn't know how to be funny. It sounds like it's the easiest, most natural thing in the world that you should just know right away. It takes a long time to learn how to be funny consistently. Yep. Yep. Consistently. Everybody has a moment. Yo. 
But when you got to shoot all the time, doing it on the clock, there's a difference between shooting in your backyard and being Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big fucking crevasse between the two. Yeah. And that's what you got to try to bridge the gap as a comic. And it takes years. Yeah. And he probably put it out early. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. It sucks uh, for him, man. I mean, the one thing I, I took away from it was. Because usually when these things happen, I'm like, all right, who are the people that should be offended feel? Like, how do they feel? And I think Pablo Torre had, like, a tweet, and I watch him a lot on uh, uh, High Noon with, with Bamani. And he said something along the lines of, like, not only he, – he, he, he was just more offended that you were just, he just wasn't funny. Same thing you said. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. it's like he's a guy who sees all that, probably sees all the Asian jokes, makes all the Asian jokes. Right. And he's a guy on ESPN, one of the biggest fucking uh, platforms on the planet. And, you know, not only was he offensive, it was offensive and unfunny. So it's just like, like you said, once it's the hardest thing to defend, man, and the people that should be offended feel a way about it, then I'm just like. Can't you just be offended? Why you got to be offended and fire somebody? Yeah. Why it's got to be both? (laughs) Yeah. I can't just be offended. But it's hard. So that was offensive. Like it's hard too. There's a difference between that was offensive and that's offensive. Your career should be over. I I mean, what it comes down to is like I get SNL's, you know, position there man like they can't afford to lose any viewers man yeah if it's like and if that's the point where it's just like yeah this guy's gonna look like the most anti-asian dude and you lose a lot of asian viewers and there's a lot of asian people that i assume watch the show yeah then you gotta bro i don't nobody watch that show let's be honest (laughs) it's only white girls that watch that show white jewish girls watch snl that's it there's nobody else i watch the performances on hulu no no that's that's the thing that's the thing what what i'm trying to tell people is like SNL is a YouTube show. Yeah. Like, this is what people don't realize. Nobody watches it live. You watch the sketches that were actually good if they have any that are good. You watch them the next day or that week on YouTube. So here's my feeling. is like, if your goal is to be on SNL, you can achieve that exact same goal by just putting something up on YouTube. Mm. The (laughs) The only difference is bookings. Like, there's people who are on SNL who I don't see a bunch of viral sketches of theirs, but I see them on a lot of shows. Not saying they're not funny because they are, right? Right. But like, oh, you're as comics, get, yes, and exactly. but as a comic, you get the bookings. I get, exactly. And that's you what was going to change. And you shame. get money, and you, you your your life changes overnight. Yeah. That's why I can't hate on motherfuckers that do that show. Like, yeah. every comic in the world hates on SNL, mm. and then they get offered SNL, and then that's the thing they want more than anything. Yeah. This is a comic thing we all do. We hate on everything until they offer it to us, and then we're like, oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah. It's very rare that you're a comic that's financially secure enough to turn shit down. Yeah. Drew, would you do SNL? Uh, I'd host it. I'll no coach? interest in like in being on the show. I honestly, of hosting. I honestly would be tempted because yeah. you're looking at Andrews again. Like he used the exact words, financially secure enough. I'm doing pretty well. And if it came down to this or SNL to this all day, mm-hmm. but there's a security with SNLs. Oh, my next five years are good. Uh-huh. Just that credit. I got five years. Now whatever I do with that is on me. But I got five years now. I'm good. So as much as I don't like that show, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't knock anybody for doing something that makes you secure. I, I don't think that that might, that may or may not be the right decision for. for oh, you. for me, because we got this is different. Yeah. Right. So yeah, for me, I, yeah, I, yeah. but it would cross my mind. I'd think about it for sure, and I think at the end of the day, I'm always going to do this over everything. But there's a there's that part of your head that's like Listen. not financially secure. It's like, son, this is five years. I don't yeah. knock any comic with a 100%. day job that wants to take a role in comedy. I understand the pull of that. I've been in that situation where I've done shows I didn't want to do because there was financial security attached. I host a fucking dating show on MTV. It sucked. Mm. But I did it because I had a contract and I was obligated to do it. Mm-hmm. So I understand going from like barely making it to six figures 
and how that feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a fucking great feeling. Mm. But you were gonna say something. No, no, no. Oh. I just I was just curious yeah. if you guys. But in terms like, of where doing the show, yeah. I've never I've never really liked SNL. I never watched SNL. Well, I loved it as a kid, like man. As a kid, SNL I loved it. it. That's not how it's run, man. Like, I, I was never that, into it. It's had its, it's had its moments, like okay, like Sandler, Farley, Spade, them those, in the early those 90s. eras, which really got me into it. Before Norm. with like Eddie Murphy, even like the mid two thousands, like with fucking uh, with the, the cheerleading shit. With Will Kaz got to pretend he watched Eddie Murphy because he black. You were too young, bro. Like, You're younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the rerun. I watched Gumby. Yeah, I, I just feel uh, they just have standout. Clips every once in it's a while. It's what Fallon like is. Like the Jack in the Box joint. Yeah. Like everybody, you have little things that just like popped and resonated. It's and, an institution, right? Yeah. So this is what SNL is. It's a Dick in the Box. Sorry. It's yeah. a yeah, Dick in the Box. Yeah. It's a it's a a shortcut to the top of Hollywood. Yes, well right? said. Right. So like you're in SNL, you're in the Hollywood Matrix. All those writers from SNL go on to write the movies. All those. Writers go on to maybe direct or produce stuff, and you're in this direct pipeline to the top of Hollywood. It's like getting into an Ivy League school. Yes. Mm. And ironically, all the writers are from an Ivy League school, right? So they've curated a program, right? It's like – it is the white privilege of entertainment. Mm. If 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 white privilege – the idea is that there's this system and structure set up to benefit white people, Hollywood and comedy – have SNL, which is this system and structure to benefit the talent that's on SNL. Mm-hmm. And okay. you see them going in and having success in Hollywood and yeah, directly, yeah, yeah. And, and rightfully so. The problem is Hollywood's crumbling. The shows yeah. don't work. The movies don't work. The things don't work. And the powers that be in the industry are no longer part of that matrix. There's not a massive breakout star from SNL that we can remember for a while. The I mean, biggest Pete. one is probably Pete. Pete. I was about Pete. to say Pete. He's and, got Suicide Squad. And, and he's barely on the show. But, but but think about it. Y'all can't name a single thing Pete did funny on the show. His first monologue. First monologue was great, which was his stand-up. Yep. Mm-hmm. It Knocked was, it out of the park. And it was his stand-up, though, because he was a stand-up. Mm. And I think he, st- he still does stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a yeah. funny stand-up. So it's like, we know Pete from antics. We know Pete from dating Ariana Grande and like mental health shit. So it's like... <laughs> The Ant- pipeline antics, mental health shit. You know what I'm saying? Like TMZ. <laughs> no, I know. Right? So he's, like, he's a young fucking. He's <laughs> no, the no, youngest no, dude in the show. And so Pete's a, a funny comic. But Pete's him. also a star. And he's, fu- he's just yeah, a yeah, fucking. Yeah. He just is a star. You, you, That's all there is to yeah, it. He's got a presence. He got about it. Him. I get it. So, so there's this pipeline, but now the pipeline leads to something that isn't as fruitful as it used to. So, I don't think it has the same value. And I think that's what a lot of people are starting to realize. Mm. You know, you have a guy like Jay Farrow, who was a standout sensation on the show, mm-hmm. killed it. Great uh, impressionist. Amazing impressionist. Leaves the show, has a Showtime series, doesn't really go. And now where is he? The guy's undeniably talented. Mm-hmm. Mm. Back in the day, that's Jay Farrow. Directly to movies where he's doing it's like it's not the Eddie model, but it's because yeah. Eddie's Eddie, but there's a lot more offered. There was yeah. a time where you do SNL two or three years, you are headlining, starring in a major motion picture, major high budget movie within two or three years. Jason tops. Sudeikis, exactly. Fucking uh, the, the all the women from there. Fucking Tina Fey, uh, the other the blonde haired girl on, on Parks and Recreation. Yep. I forgot her name. Um, Chris, all the Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, another one. Now it's just kind of like 
I don't know. Like Kenan Thompson got a show. <coughs> so so it's interesting. It's like they all had their they all had their their movies. Mm-hmm. And now instead of like headlining movies, they're back to playing like supporting side roles. Yeah, like supporting, supporting role. roles yeah. in movies, right? Back in the day that was not the SNL model. It was I'm gonna put you in some some movies on some side shit and then eventually you're gonna be running yeah. it. It's yours. This is the next generation of comics. But that's not what's happening. The people that run a business are operating in the internet space already, the Rogans, you know what I mean? Like that, those are the people that are pushing it. Those are the people getting millions of views. When one podcast of his gets more views than like the month of SNLs. Mm. When it, there, honestly, there, there it might no be two sitcoms. months of SNLs. Maybe two months. There's no more sitcoms. So it's not like you do that show and then get a sitcom. Mm. It's a tricky situation. Very tricky. And they have talent there. Michael J, head writer. Love Michael Che. Fucking talented. Fucking hilarious. Hilarious stand up. Saw him at the garden the other day uh, at Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Every time I see him, I tell him to quit. (laughs) Quit SNL. Every time I see him, Uh, let's do some stand up. Let's go. Let's let's do this. This is what you're born to do. You're supposed to do stand up. Granted, I'm sure he feels a responsibility. First black head writer of the show. Mm -hmm. He's going to get certain guests and certain artists on that show that would never be there. He's already put certain sketches that wouldn't. 100%. He's had a profound effect on that show. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's doing what. Many people talk about doing when they're in positions of power, but maybe don't. Right. He's truly putting people on. Putting people as on. he should. And um, which is awesome. And I'm maybe coming from this situation of privilege, which is just like, oh, I don't need to put anybody on mm-hmm. this my skin color. I can mm-hmm. do it with my boys, etc. Yeah. But the selfish part of me is like, yo, you're really good at stand up. Do some fucking stand up. He'll, he'll get there eventually. Yeah. He'll get back eventually. That Netflix stand, uh, especially put out the uh, Michael Chain Matters. Mm-hmm. Still one of my f- favorite stand-ups of the past, like, Very 10 good. years at least. But, Hilarious. yeah, so it's a it's an interesting situation with Shane, man. And I hope Shane l- learns from this and rallies from this. And the way you win is the Rick Ross model. You just put out hits. Yeah. Now is the time for Shane to be funny, put out funny, mm. address this funny, just win with funny. You know, 6 9 the whole world wanted to kill him. And every day he put a new little thing on Instagram that was funny. And we're like, I don't kill him. Yeah. Nah, he's still kind of want to kill him now. A few people want to kill him. But you're also like, ah, oh, this guy's pretty cute. This is They want to kill him because he stopped putting out that fire content. Okay, we're done with this. Uh, maybe we touch base a little bit, but Kaz has to run, so we want to get this flagrant thought of the week out. Kaz, yeah, to shout out to Kanye West being the most, uh, the greatest manipulator of black people I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Uh, Whoa. And number two is like is so far like like Obama's like way below. There. Yeah, not, not manipulating, Whoa. but just as far as like Kaz people. Flagrant. Not, it's not Whoa. even okay. You're Whoa. you're missing the the point of me saying manipulating. I'm talking about <laughs> as far as like no matter what I say, people will follow me, whether good, bad, and different. Kanye West. I've never seen is... Alex had to check Kaz <laughs> like on his blackness. Listen, this is I watched the fucking. I've been watching like the Sunday. You've been watching the Sunday service. Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. yeah. Great, right? Like, he got me. I, I ain't gonna lie. He got me. He got me back, son. That fucking easy. <laughs> he got me back, that bro. easy. He's not doing anything. And mind you, it's great. And I, I caught a lot of shit on Twitter yesterday because I was like, I didn't even say this, how it made me feel about like church or whatever. I just said, yo, this ain't weird to y'all, question mark. And I had 
Kanye stands, like church freaks, like super religious people come to be like, no, you don't understand. Like prophets, they use, uh, and Jesus used prostitutes and the worst people and that to spread his message. And don't you think that? I'm like, so Kanye's a prophet. That's all. Uh, hey, I, I'm like, listen, Kanye can't even hold his own prophets. Son. His <laughs> wife got more prophets than he do. I'm like, Kanye has convinced motherfuckers fashion and music production, uh, <laughs> Footwear now, religion, politics, literally every fabric of black, you know, or just any type of pop culture, he's kind of influenced somehow. And it, it's like no matter what he's said or done, people have just always found excuses for him to just be like, oh, well, you know, it's Kanye and this is that. And and it's fine. But like it's it's at this point, I'm just like, it's the first time, my, well, second time in my life since the MAGA shit, since the gay shit. Where I legitimately couldn't care less about the dude, like at all. Wow. He announced the album was coming out and all this other shit, and it's the first time in my life, and I was just like, I don't care. It's a very interesting take. I um, don't care. I've always said that Kanye's greatest gift, his genius, is taking white shit and making it cool for black people. Yeah, now it's gospel. So, <laughs> so, and what's interesting is, is uh, you know, let's say it starts with back in the day when he was wearing the fucking like. You know, pink wasp, polos, pink polos yeah. that like khaki, backpacks. Like the, back, yeah, he was wallabies. doing that waspy like yeah. Connecticut culture, right? And then he shifts to like the grunge culture, the Seattle scene with the baggy sweats and the mm. baggy sweatshirt or whatever, and ripped sweatshirts yeah. with the Yeezy line. Then he takes dad sneakers, like the classic, you know, head coach Nike. He's doing different subdivisions of white sneakers. people. Different yeah. subdivisions, like the uncoolest part of white culture. He yeah. makes cool for black people. He tried to do it with the MAGA hat. Yeah, right? that, he tried. That, that didn't, that that didn't might, work. Didn't work, but it got close. <laughs> it was right? a hot stove. People, people, people were. were close. And by and large, we didn't fuck with it. But there was a good amount of people like, well, if Kanye could wear the hat, I'm gonna wear it. I'm like, yeah, right? that's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. and and uh, what's very interesting is s- music has been synonymous with black church for since the beginning, mm-hmm. right? But there was a style of music that was made for it was gospel. Yes, and there is a. A white church called Hillsong, which is basically rock and roll mm-hmm. and church. Yeah. So it's like rock, church, and Kanye created rap church. <laughs> he created rap church, R and B church, right? And he's really flipped it, and it is effective because you know what's more effective than reading Bible verses? Rapping. Singing, rapping. listening to the hottest songs in the last thirty years yeah. with the best producer of music doing a religious flip on yeah. it. It just, it, it just, it makes me. It just really makes me uncomfortable. Yo, this is why he don't care if he pisses black people off because he knows how he knows easy we're forgiving. It is. Yes, we're so. He knows how to forgiving. get y'all back oh, in a heartbeat. No, black people we, are we forgiving as fuck. Forgave him. We just ignore all the bullshit and just listen to the music until he touches. That's some forgiveness. Kids, to we're him. not gonna when did, you, when did when did anybody? Need anything else kid. from Kanye except just listen to my music, just buy my shit. When did you need anything else from him? You just needed him to just be like, yeah, what you, the you fuck are you talking about? You don't have like that's what, like being like, I don't fuck with Andrew. I just go to all his shows. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll support the man. Though. So you know, you, you know, like room? like the art. You can just like the music and not like the person. But like that's he the thing. puts that's out, like, he that's puts like, out fire. That's why, and that's why I had my heart. And this is gonna be such a sharp left turn before I go, without having to defend it much. This is why it was so hard for me to put down R. Kelly for the longest time. Because I used to think just like that. Yeah, but he fuck kids. It's different. <laughs> if you fuck some kids, you see I can't. What I'm saying, I can't, though, I can't like, do it. Years ago, it. I was like, oh, man, you know, I could just, oh, he's so talented. He makes good music. Da, 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 da. 
Like, and it was so easy for me to turn that away, but now it's just like, well. He's just trying to be a troll. Man. Also, Kaz was a kid when that was happening, so he had something <laughs> in common with R. Kelly. He was like, I think these 15 year old bitches are like hot too. What's <laughs> all the 15 year old bitches? You know what I mean? All right, Kel, oh, I see you, Kel. But what I'm saying is, when you support the music, you support the bullshit too. <laughs> That's why he was so relatable to, uh, to, to Kaz in that moment in his life. He was so influential. Kaz comes oh, to school man. every day thinking, yo, R. Kelly onto something. I wish I had more time. Finally, someone's speaking to me. God okay? All these rappers talking about girls in their 20s. I don't want these old bitches. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. I got to break up. I need a young chick with barrettes in her hair. <laughs> he's like, he's like, damn, bro. I kind of got that batty I was looking at on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, very interesting point. Uh, Akash, you got a flagrant thought of the week. Yeah, I got a friend. I was in LA. He's talking about he's taking anger management classes. And then I realized how come men are always taking anger management classes and there's no class for bitches to stop making us so angry. This is an interesting point. <laughs> you never see a woman in an anger management class. That is true. It's all men getting pissed off by their girlfriends and they're like, yo, you got a problem. You should see somebody. Yes. There's never a class that's like, yo, can you shut the fuck up sometimes? You never see gay guys in anger management. Bruh, for what? That is fascinating. Is there gay anger management? And I would say they're the most a angry. Gays? Yeah, they give mad sass all the time. Yeah, but that's... Sassy, not angry. That sass is, is when you're not angry. That's them trying to flirt. They're probably trying to fuck you, Alex. Yo, son, I, there's <laughs> they be this... trying. This gay dude tried to play... <laughs> this gay dude tried to play um, Hard to Get With Me. Where? Oh, shit. Son, I was at this party with my girl... One of these like fashion things, right? And uh, it's all gay dudes and me and this this Indian gay. So it's all gay dudes. Oh, we got gay. Yeah, it's bro. all gay we guys. Game, this G. Indian gay walks up like he's walking by. He sees Was it me. me. He goes like this. <laughs> he goes like this. He goes. He's walking by. He like sees me. He like looks at me and then he goes. <laughs> and then looks away and I was like yo this guy was trying to play hard to get. Huh. Did a little party you want to get him just no. let you, you know what I mean? Let him know. Nah, dude. All right, so here's my flagrant thought. <laughs> flagrant thought of the week. I went to go see The Goldfinch with my girl yesterday. Do you know The Goldfinch, that movie? No, bro. Yo, Goldfinch. Gay-ass cinema you watch. Good-ass movie, right? Fucking brilliant movie. And I'm watching this movie. It's based on a book, right? And, uh... Gay! Shut up. watching Harry Potter <laughs> saving tigers in Asia shit. <laughs> what the fuck is he on? All right, go. Goldfinch, sorry. You don't watch Harry Potter, son? Son. Yeah, when I was a kid... When was the last time you watched Harry Potter? Be real. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Son. It's different because he mentioned it, so then I was like, oh, up. let me bring that shit Yo, back. This guy, maggot ass, has a wand at his house that he bought at Harry Potter World. I don't want to hear shit from That's you. That's how I knew he was puffs. lying because that shit just opened up like in the past five years. Yeah, That's why I was like, went recently down to Harry Potter World. I went there early, too. Fuck out of here, bro. Dreft in your fucking Gryffindor outfit. I don't want to hear nothing from you, dog. Anyway, uh, you're not even Gryffindor. Nah, I'm, I'm Ravenclaw. <laughs> nah, I'm the I'm you a bad Ravenclaw one. loser. You're I'm not Slytherin. I'm Slytherin. No, so. you're not. I'm Slytherin. You're not even close to I'm Slytherin. Straight Slytherin. Dude, the Sorting Hat would be like, get out. <laughs> sorting Hat wouldn't even choose you. They like, go back outside. Okay, so we're at this movie watching the Goldfinch, right? And the Goldfinch takes place in two. There's two timelines. There's one where Ansel Elgort plays. The kid who's, let's say, in his 20s, right? Mid-20s. Ansel Elgort. Do you know who he is? No fucking clue, he was, uh You do know him. He's a... Uh... <sighs> Fuck, I forget the name of that oh, movie. Oh, is he uh, Game of Thrones? No, 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 no. If, if uh, you can get up a picture of him, sure. that'd be good. Just so we can put some okay. context in. He's actually a fucking really good actor. And, like, more so than actor, like, star quality. Comes through the screen. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this kid right here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I know him. You've seen him in different movies. Yeah, that yeah, kid yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah, I seen. Oh, him. Driver yeah. or some shit? Not Driver. Yeah, Baby that, Driver. Baby Driver. driver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you've seen that. Oh, okay. yeah, he's good. So he's good, that, yeah. so that's him as a kid. Yeah. Right, and that's him as an adult, and they take place in two timelines. So the kid one, right? The kids, let's say, tops middle school, maybe first year of high school. Right. Tops. Right. Middle school, maybe first year of high school. Part of the timeline, the kid, I'm not going to ruin any movie, but he has to go to uh, Las Vegas, uh, and he befriends some kid in Las Vegas. Let's say he's tops freshman high school. Befriends some kid in Vegas who's this Russian kid, played by that smart-ass kid that was in It. I forget his name. He's also in Stranger Things. Really pale, white white kid. Doesn't matter. Finn Wolf hard. Finn Wolf whatever. Doesn't matter. (laughs) So... Uh, they're, they like establish this friendship and they're both like lonely and then they meet each other. They establish this friendship and, um, they're doing fucking drugs and the, the Finn guy is getting them to do acid. They're doing fucking, they're snorting Valium, snorting Vicodin. They're smoking cigarettes, drinking. They're like middle school freshmen, right? Smoking. And, uh, then they start to get a little close and then the, this kid right here, wants to leave and run away to New York. And the Finn kid is like, don't leave, wait a day. And he's like, no, I gotta go now, just come with me, just come with me. And he goes, wait a second, and then stops. And I'm like, they're not gonna fucking do it, are they? Oh, they're gonna do it. He stops, grabs his face, and fucking kisses him. And I'm at the movie theater, and I'm like, do you have to do that? They're fucking 15 years old, or 14 years old, or 13 years old. They're 13 years old, they're them kissing in a fucking movie. Like, do you have to put that fucking shit in here? What the hell is going on? And my girl just starts laughing. And I'm like, what? And she's like, it's just funny that that's a big deal to you. And I'm like, yeah, it's absurd. Why the fuck do you have to, like, inject this nonsense in their children? Just let them be kids. And she was like, she goes, she goes, she goes, uh, she goes, I mean, you just didn't have a problem with them doing acid for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> Drinking, smoking, doing Vicodin, doing Valium, all this kind of shit. And I fucking died laughing. I was like, so true. Like, I was I was totally like, how could you let children do that? What kind of messaging is this to the kids when they just had an innocent, loving kiss because they cared about each other? And when they were doing blow and all that kind of stuff, I was like, eh, yeah, kids be wild sometimes. You know what I mean? You got to experiment. I just don't like it because it feels jammed in, like you said. It does feel jammed in. That's it why I don't like it. It does feel jammed in, but... I thought you were upset because... The dude at the fashion thing didn't do that to you. <laughs> uh, you want him to jam some yeah. things in. <laughs> no, it was, um, but it just exposed my bias, man. Yeah. I have a bias. Wow. But I also thought about it like this. If they were two young girls and they kissed, would I be okay with it? And I don't know. There's part of me that's like, I don't even, I don't know if we need to see kids fucking kissing. Nah, I, I I think you're biased because if it was a boy and a girl, I don't think you would have any problem with that. I would think I'd probably have less of a problem, to be honest. But if it was a kid that thought he was gay and then a girl like forced him to kiss, I'd be like, "What you doing? Just because y'all friends, you think you would kiss?" I would totally be okay with that. But I'd be I'd be more okay with. I'd still be like, "Yo, what you doing?" And then this, it's like I don't think the kid knows he's gay or straight or what. I don't know. It just feels different when it's like if he's a kid that already identifies as gay and he kisses a dude. All right, there you go. But it's like they're making Yo, it a more fluid thing. Real I... shit? That shit's gross, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Yo, son. No, 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 no. Let me tell you. Edit point. No, no. No, 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 no. That shit is mad gross. But I'll tell you what. No, no, no. It's gross as fuck. But like... Yo, but here's the thing. 
<laughs> it's gross as fuck. Come on. When two dudes kiss, it's absolutely repulsive because. <laughs> but wait for it. Wait for it. It's just because it's two guys. <laughs> Come on, no, God. no, just hear, let me oh, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let I me think finish. he's on to something. Let me finish. I <laughs> think he's on to something. No, it's because it's two men making out, <laughs> right? and that's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> so, so that's the thing is that like when you see that, you're like, that's gross as fuck. I never want to look at that again ever in my life. So, but the thing is this, right? I've thought about it, and I'm like, holy shit, does that make me like homophobic or something like that? And then I realized two girls kissing is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And I don't even mean that in terms of like, oh, my God, I just want to whack off. It's like I saw these two chicks kissing on the street yesterday. And it was like beautiful and fucking sensual. And like it was it wasn't even sex. It was like elegant and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So it's not necessarily a homophobia. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, this is what it's like. No. I'm, not, I'm not into cilantro, right? So when I see cilantro on shit, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. Okay? Okay. That doesn't mean cilantro is bad for you or you. Yep. It's just when I see the cilantro on things, I'm just like that's not my cup of tea. I can you can have some cilantro, you can have some I don't need the cilantro. Burr got, you know Bur got a joke about that. What do he say? He says in this is like his first special. Why do I do this? He right. sees two guys making out and then he's like I was I just eating fries. I was all in my head and then I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I don't want to see that." And then some girl starts trying to like yell at him. And he's like, I thought about it. And he's like, when I used to watch porn, if I saw a guy and a girl and they were doing doggy style, I'd be like, I didn't know anything about sexuality. But I'd be like, that, I want to fucking do that. Yes. That looks great. But at the same time, whenever they did anything with like feet or like put feet in their mouth, I was like, oh, come on, man. I don't want to see that. It was gross to me. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean that I hate feet and I don't want them in my neighborhood. Right, 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 right. I mean, I can't relate to that at all because I love feet, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I understand what you're, hey, here's, you know what? Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's I think we already started the conversation no, 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 no. let's have a conversation a guy with a nice foot <laughs> a foot is a foot <laughs> a foot is not a man and a foot is not a woman a foot is a foot you know you don't know what kind of genitals are attached to that foot if there was like a, a glory hole in a oh my god if there was son. a glory hole in son. a bar but it was just a foot that was sticking out <laughs> it was two holes and you stuck feet out and then you could just fuck the feet but you had no clue yeah. what it was that's a foot a foot is a foot you would fuck Alex's feet Alex got I nice know, feet I know this is bro. too close to me I just posted my feet on Instagram the other day I saw him post his feet on Instagram <laughs> I have certain issues with Alex's feet like what Alex's feet look like they've been in a snake's belly <laughs> <laughs> what? Like there's no space. Like they've been like, you know, like constricted and like, you know, like when a snake, you ever seen like a deer get pulled out of a snake's belly? How like the deer is all like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. like stuck together. Do you know what I mean? Like you've I, been I look, packaged. I look you, like, like Asian girls feet when they break them they, for ballet. Exa yeah, they've been wrapped. <laughs> yeah. You look like your feet have been wrapped Yo, to be like the most aerodynamic. Me. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. You look like your feet are like ready to be on the front of a boat. Do you want a more girthy foot? I like I like a, <laughs> This is what your feet look like. <laughs> what? This is what your feet look like. <laughs> I don't get that. 
You know, like to cut the wind, like you put your foot <laughs> on the front. It's butt. like the nose of a plane. It's the nose of a plane. You have nose of plane feet. Nose of plane feet. That's right. what you have, right? I like, do. for example, like if you know that when <laughs> when Jack was in the front of Titanic and he's like, "I'm the king of the world," right? Yeah. Like he was feeling the wind, like in his jacket. But if you just put your foot straight, like you would feel nothing because it would just cut the wind and it would go equally <laughs> on the either side. The boat will go faster. Say again. The boat will go faster. You would add a mile per hour. <laughs> yeah. You would add one nautical mile per hour minimum <laughs> with your feet. Probably That's how slender and straight your feet are. <laughs> but I think you have no balance. Probably could have cut through the glacier with that pointy ass just son <laughs> oh dude with that you he was good at karate <laughs> that's part of the reason i think oh, you were yeah, good yeah. at karate it's because it's so sharp and it's so s- slender your feet are almost like have i paid enough attention to your feet <laughs> 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 but your your feet are like um like a t-1000 you know when he could make you know what's shit? funny is yeah. Alex is mad uncomfortable with this but when you said his feet weren't nice he was like well hold on though why yeah, he was no, defending like, yeah. you know what your feet look like hold get on. up a kangaroo get up a kangaroo <laughs> oh, I want to see some get of up a kangaroo <laughs> that's Alex's feet if you get up a kangaroo you're gonna see his feet pull it up next to his Instagram <laughs> page really, that's what Alex's feet really look like my feet son look at look at I want you to get <laughs> no, that see. right there is Alex's feet <laughs> that's an Alex foot right there completely flat Al get your foot out Al get your foot out get your foot out right now it is exactly like no, 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 not, not like that, not like that, not like that. When it's, when it's that right there, just, <laughs> just that right there. Oh, all right. Th- just that's all right there. That's. Yep, that's we're on the way. Look at, look at this. Look at. Wow, you really put your whole pull out. That is Alex's <laughs> that's foot. That's crazy. And hold on, I need you to actually come from this angle right here so you can see sense. outside. Come on this angle right here so you can see outside. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna just match put the your picture. foot right up there. Put your foot right up there if you can. Yeah. Now, look at it from that angle, Akash. Look at it from that angle. And then look at that. They're the same. Yeah, That's okay. I see it. I <laughs> see it. Your shit is mad crunched together. And it's, I think you got a low arch, actually, now that I'm no looking. No arch. Just like a kangaroo. Oh, oh you can't have pretty feet with flat feet. Oh, but. Come on, they sexy. Come on, come on, come on. Not awful. Not awful. Not my cup of tea. Andrew, how do you feel about uh, foot binding or feet binding? I don't like that because I think it distorts the foot. I like a nice foot over a small foot. I don't value small. It's not about size. I prefer you not to have too big. But back to what we're saying. Guys kissing. <laughs> but can I be honest with you? I've seen straight couples kiss that I'm not into. Is it just how ugly the people are to you? And all guys are ugly. Exactly. Right. But not all guys are ugly. I can say, like, you're attractive. You're good. You have, like, features I'm, that are I'm pretty attractive. motherfucker. No, no, no. Like, I'm not one of those dudes that can't admit. Of course. Like, I, whatever. You know what I mean? You want to fuck the whole podcast? Yeah, okay, that's a lot. What you just so said What are you putting on bro. a fucking that's TV, Eddie? Come on, son. What the fuck, Is that really that distracting to you? Oh, so now I'm the asshole. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, son. Hold on, son. Hold on, son. Hold on. So, shut the fuck up. So... Look, so look, earlier I go, seeing two dudes kiss, that's gross, right? Eden puts up 20 pictures of two guys centrally making out on a screen, and Al doesn't notice it, and turns to him and goes, oh, come on, Thank son, you. come on! Akash hasn't even looked at the, his periphery. But pictures. did I ever disagree with you when it was gross? Did I disagree with you or did I just laugh? Did I laugh? A silent agreement laugh. Silent agreement laugh. Yes, 100%. So the point is, it has nothing to... You can find something unattractive and totally want them to have rights and want them to be able to kiss as much as they possibly could kiss. Like, you could do all that. That's totally fine. We can... Do you know what I'm saying? Eddie, get these yeah, fucking guys off the screen. Oh, he wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to go. 
you got some fucking kangaroos here. It's a normalcy. You know, like, let's look at kangaroo feet for a little bit. Oh, Ooh, you wanted to go for So that's it. That's the bullshit. <laughs> I didn't know you meant that. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. But isn't that the crazy thing? Like, that you can't, like, I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, the gay guys that listen to this, I know we got some gay flagrant two uh, asshole army out here, the real army. I love the gays. Yo, so I, I, I would imagine you don't particularly enjoy watching straight couples make out. Yeah. You probably think lesbians kissing is gross. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's two people I am completely unattracted that's to just oh, making yeah. out in front of them. You don't want to fuck. Like, that's another thing. Like, I'm not big. To, like, I could watch a tranny fuck a girl. Because that's what kind of I could watch a a male tranny <laughs> now so male a man okay that got titties okay. but still got his dick fuck a girl because that's more straight because that's more tits it's the same amount as of dicks in a porn which is one same amount of pussies in a porn which is yeah, the girl yeah, yeah but now you have two more tits. It's a little, it's a little too unusual for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is a little unusual. So it's unusual, but I'm not gonna be like, oh, more tits, <laughs> right? It's just a dude with tits, and you know what? And a what? And a chick. The chick is still a chick, and it's a dude with tits. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, like, I'm not. It's I not, see the logic. It's not my first selection. I don't emotionally agree with you, but I <laughs> see the logic. <laughs> I don't. I don't. What you said didn't resonate within me. Is like, but you know what? You understand? I my feel point. the same fucking way. Motherfuckers will be like, oh, that's just gay, whatever, like that. It's like it's straighter. <laughs> it's straighter. It's more tits. It's it's the same amount of dick. More tits. Like there are it's dudes. Jamie out there. Lee Curtis no. getting fucked by Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Think about it. Imagine. Imagine. We gotta watch. take these episodes to Patreon at some point. I'm just saying. Imagine none of us tried out for SNL. <laughs> Listen. Imagine. Yo, imagine they try to come for us for this episode. Imagine I'm like, I saw a fucking guy's feet. <laughs> just as long as I don't see a tattoo guy. <laughs> Mess you fucking feet, and then the the, the, the shower stall door is mad like thin and hollow, and all of a sudden you start to go. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just start moving back and forth, and you oh, you like that? that? You came that, huh? <laughs> you want me? To, you want me to cup them? You want me to point my toes a little? You want me to point my toes? You want me to attach the toes? Yo, what if you fucking yo, son? What if someone has so much foot dexterity? <laughs> is it you fucking the feet, and then all of a sudden the toes just lock like that? <laughs> <laughs> son, the toes just went webbing to webbing. You were like, oh shit, <laughs> oh shit, son. Alex's toes too close together. They can't do that. Alex's feet look like Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> we got the blade runner over here, son. <laughs> <laughs> Try to cancel me! <laughs> Try to cancel me! <laughs> oh, that's so good. You know what I mean? Oh, fuck. 
You know what I mean, Al? <laughs> Al, you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's pivot. <laughs> Why? What you got? Nah, so, did you see that group text we got from uh, Angry Somalian? No, what happened? Oh, yo, it said <laughs> make America white again. And then I read the last couple lines and I was like, I don't need this in my life. Oh, and it was just mad it. It hateful, pre- bro. I know, it really was. And she said make America white again. And I, I thought it would be like a joke. And I was like, I didn't know he was Somali. I was like, oh, I think this guy want to make America white again. Who's this? It's some, it's some IGDM. Yeah. Oh. We got all group decks. Just some more hate shit. It's like, you going to get punched, basically. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somalis are upset again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably just saw it late. <laughs> late to the top. Yo, y'all need to make it like your girl's clits and cut that shit out, bro. I, I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna have no more of these death Come threats, on. yo. I ain't gonna have no more of these what did Joey say? Cut it out. <laughs> you think some of them were watching You think some of them were watching full house oh, after a certain position? They're like, Let's do the act out. Let's do the act out. I'll be the Somali doctor. You be the father, okay? Okay. okay. It's a go. <laughs> what would you like us to do? <laughs> oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 this Saturday night, live from New York, it's Nachos or Akash. Oh my God! Yo, let's start. A, let's start a sketch show called Friday Night Live, and we just put out all the oh. shit SNL. Oh, no, we do a sketch show. Flagrant Night Live, bro. That's coming. Flagrant Night Live. Mm. When we when we got situations in place, we do first cast show. member Shane Gillis. <laughs> we get Shane. No, but we gotta have Matt Shane with an Asian. Shang Wang. We gotta have. Yeah, Shane gotta do something funny. Shane gotta go to Asia. Shane gotta go to Hong Kong and protest. That's the <laughs> only way that he. You know how they trying to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go protest with them. He need to go protest. Would with it be? Them, would bro. you think he get away with it if you try to mock their accents while he was doing it? <laughs> <laughs> like when in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just I'm walking. just trying to fit in yeah. Guys I'm looking for some neuter <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was yeah, yeah, I kept saying noodle yeah. <laughs> like, Yo but it's like I'm not gonna stop I'm not gonna stop making fun of the way people speak Like the way we all speak is funny It's funny Russell bro Russell Peters the highest grossing comic in the world Cause that's Yo, what he did Eddie Murphy Oh yeah man Like should Eddie Murphy Let's never play do Eddie an accent clip. Let's play <laughs> Eddie Clip and talk about it real quick. Eddie be hundred percent okay with that making out. Uh, <laughs> Eddie be Eddie already got a couple of them Eddie. DVDs you were just talking about. Facts, facts, facts. Okay. It does not sound like you're saying facts. Don't let them fuck I, that up. I, Don't let them distort that. Bro. You know, Don't be distorting me. Everybody be distorting. Stop! Y'all need to stop distorting. You better make sure you caption this video. <laughs> Yo, I gotta, I gotta let y'all know something, man. While we're talking about kangaroos, <laughs> <laughs> yo, we coming to Australia. Mm. We coming to Australia. All right, fine. I gotta tell you guys this real quick, just because I fuck Flair too. I love y'all, asshole army. I love y'all. So New York, we sold out Town Hall. Y'all sold out Town God Hall. God damn! It's the biggest venue I've, I've, I've ever had, and um, we sold that shit out. Shows two months away. 
I was being a little bit of a pussy, not adding another show. I'm like, what if people don't come out? What if I don't have a second show? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I said, fuck it. I ain't going to be no more pussy about this shit. We going out here. We doing it. We added a second show. Town Hall. Okay? Two shows, That's Town Hall. Up. That's Let's sell up. both them motherfuckers out. You saw both of them. That's that's more people than if we did the Beacon. God damn. That's a big move right there. So we add another show, 11-22. Ticket pre-sale is today. So if you're listening to this today, you can get tickets to that. The code is Matador. It goes on sale to the public on Wednesday, but I want to give y'all a day to get them tickets early. So the ticket pre-sale today, code is Matador. We did the same thing for Boston. Sold out Wilbur Theater. We're doing another one, Wilbur Theater God as well. God damn. Then we cooking, all right? We ain't going to be pussy about this. We're going to fucking go for it. We're going to be hungry and we're going to grind. We're going to get the word out. You guys are going to get the word out. But let's sell that shit out as well. Same thing. Tickets come out today. Code is Matador for the pre-sale. Go get them shits. And this week, while you are listening to this, we'll be flying to Australia. Alex Media, Mark Gagnon, myself. And we're doing Adelaide, Perth. Perth show is almost sold out. Might be sold out. Brisbane, first show sold out. Out of second show. Sydney. Two show soda added a third. Melbourne, two show soda added a third. Ooh. Go get them tickets right now for what remains. If you guys are from Australia, you got recommendations for us to go check out in all those cities. You know we're doing dropping in. That fucking Russia dropping in slap, pal. Mm -hmm. That shit slap. We had 250K, maybe something like that already. Russia, love that shit. Yo, Russia was, was amazing. So I want to do a few dropping ins while we're in Australia. Okay, so... Yo, spread the word, Australia. And if you got cool shit for us to check out, you know what we do in these dropping ins. You got good things to recommend. Let us know. Let's do it. Um, oh, yeah, Sacramento. Both shows sold out. We added a third that Sunday, so go get that as well. TheAndrewShows.com. We're adding more shows. We're going to be in Florida, Palm Beach, uh, October 26th. Come out to that. We just uh, posted link for that. Tickets as well. Just go check out the Andrew Shows. There's more cities there. Akash, what you got? Uh, Los Angeles. <clears throat> sold out. Damn, boy. If you didn't buy tickets, you fucked up. Next Akash time we come cooking. back. Next when, time. When are you going there, Akash? Um, I'm there this Thursday, 8 p.m. Okay. The, uh, next time we come back, we're going to do, do two shows for sure. But tickets are already sold out for that. But Portland, there's still tickets for Curious Comedy at 7.30 on Friday, okay. September 20th. Uh, October 11th, we're in Minneapolis at Sisyphus Brewing. Two shows, 8 and 10.30. Uh, the next day in Detroit, we're at Independent Comedy Club at 9 p.m. And then November 7th through November 9th, we're in San Diego at American Comedy Club. <clears throat> There's a Thursday, 8 o'clock, Friday, 8 o'clock, Saturday, 7 and 30, oh, 7.30 shit. and 9.30. Amazing, man. Doing the weekend. And then I'll get you out with the 2020 shows uh, next time. Got a Fine. couple coming in 2020 also. Okay. Go support and get there early because these shows selling the fuck out. Yes, sir. Okay, don't take your time. Yes, sir. We having don't fun too. Take your too. fucking time. Yes, sir. Because that should be going away. San Francisco was fun, man. Our you audience, the time? we got the best audience, best dude. Crowd Yo, my Don, the guy who's featuring for me, was in San Francisco before me. Yeah. Complaining about the audiences the whole time. Came after my shows. He's like, man, every time don't your audience is the best. Sense. He's like, I can't even wait because I know what it's gonna be. And then as soon as he got off, he's like, this is the most fun I had in the city. It's the fucking best. Yo, we got the best audience in comedy. Because they're smart. They're not dumb. That's the difference from us and other like audiences that are just kind of like, we like offensive, we like offensive. Yeah. Our fans are smart, too. Smart. Flagrant. Yep. Like to get their feet rubbed. <laughs> Say again? Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. There's two. I, I just gave you a nice little... Reminder, but the point is, yo, I think we're very excited. Good things, good things going down. What happened? I fucked up. 
What I do? I got a hangnail on my fucking thing. On your, I can't get. Oh, off. on your finger. I thought it was on your toe, son. No. That'd be a problem. No, no, I got that shit on my finger. I can't cut that shit the fuck off. You like your own feet? Do I like my own feet? Yeah. I feel like if you got a foot thing, you probably don't like your feet. You probably don't got good feet. Because I like feet and mine are horrible. feet aren't that great. So His I'm, feet are feet terrible. Are Not as bad as Arkos. Arkos' feet are even Kaz's? feet. Nah, bro. Your shit is the worst. Kaz don't no, have a feet No, yours thing. are the worst. Kaz nah, Alex, Alex objectively judged when we got pedicures. Yeah. And he said yours are the worst. But your foot shape is the worst. I've ruined my own feet. Your shit is flat, dog. It's mad flat. The way that your fingers, or not even your toes, are shaped is disgusting. It's repulsive. You're right about that. But your foot is fucking horrendous, dog. Your foot feels like watching guys kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Dead serious. I'm being serious, dude. I feel the same way. Your foot in a sandal, I couldn't even watch it. You I'm know like, what? Oh, get that out of here. You got the Jamie Lee Curtis feet. We're just doing that right now? <laughs> you you got the Jamie Lee Curtis Anywhere, feet. Really? You're the only one that think they look all right. Go back to Chelsea. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what, like, get these feet the fuck out of here. Go back to Chelsea. <laughs> Guys, if you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course you'd fucking pick it up. You know what the hell that you're going to do. You're going to take that money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? Huh? That's what you should do. You got to check out mybookie.com. It's fast. It's easy. And they pay you when you win because where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. You do the smart thing. Okay? If you're going to bet this football season, you bet with mybookie. Did you know that you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, guess what you can do? You can always take the other side. Oh, yeah. That's how this shit works. If you're the kind of person that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. Parlay means you bet on multiple games, and if all of them pan out, you actually get a bigger return. And no matter how much you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join MyBookie.com, and they're going to double your first deposit. They're going to double your first deposit, okay? That means you put money in, they double it. You get to gamble with all that, as long as you use the promo code FLAGRANT. You visit mybookie.com, promo code FLAGRANT. You play, you win, you get paid, okay? Now, this podcast is also brought to you by Sports Criminals. Fame, money, ego. These things can make athletes seem superhuman, but what happens when those in professional sports reveal the darker side of their humanity every week The ParCast Network's new podcast, Sports Criminals, explores some of the most significant sports crimes in the world. I love this idea. I love that podcasting is transitioning and getting into this long-form, almost documentary-esque version of the podcast. They're really informative. It's just just fucking dope to see the genre evolve. That's what we're seeing with this right now. And look, some are uh, chilling. Like when former NFL receiver Ray Carruth uh, hired a friend to murder his pregnant girlfriend. I mean, that's a little crazy. Uh, some of these crimes are reckless. When former NBA player uh, Jason Williams, that's tall. Not white chocolate. Yeah, that's, that's not white milk chocolate. chocolate. That is that is milk chocolate center. There's another Jay Williams that I've beaten oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. basketball that we all know about, of course, the infamous Hezzy. He remembers it to this day. 
he has not invited me on boardroom because of it, probably. <laughs> uh, Jason Williams shot his limo driver to death and then tried to cover it up. And some of these crimes are unimaginably tragic, like wrestler Chris Benoit, who murdered his wife and seven-year-old son before committing suicide. Sports criminals, athletes, you thought you knew crimes you won't forget. Listen and subscribe to Sports Criminals for free on Spotify and anywhere you listen to podcasts or visit parcast.com slash sportscriminals to listen now and we are back to the show the baby bladder has been evacuated evacuated i was gonna say unleashed but it's not really unleashed is it nah bro talk to me my g uh breaking news which is a story we were gonna cover jalen ramsey just requested a trade oh yeah so if anybody hadn't seen the video doug marone is the jacksonville jaguars head coach jalen ramsey Really talented, but also really obnoxious cornerback. Yeah. They got into some kind of tiff on the sidelines. He was huffing and puffing. And he had to be restrained. Yeah, his teammates had to hold him back. One of his teammates also pointed at the coach, like, get the fuck out of here, which makes me think he might not be that popular. But Jalen Ramsey has said, get me off this team. I want to trade. So that just happened. Your thoughts? I don't know if I want him enough to give up, like, a premium pick. It just seems, it's starting to seem like it's a lot of trouble. So, if you really wanted to be off a team, don't you think that the smart way to do it is to go to your coach and go to the GM and say, hey, privately, I want out of here, but you can get more for me if I don't make a stink because that means the other teams don't know that you really want to get rid of me. Yeah. If I make a big stink out of this, then you're going to get less. Yeah. So why don't we be, what is it, amiable, amicable? Amicable. Why don't we be amicable about this split? You go get the best deal you possibly can get for me. I get the fuck out of here. You're happy. Everyone's happy. Because now teams are going to undervalue the trade because they're like, listen, they're desperate to get rid of them. Yeah. So I'm going to offer And I don't know if I want him. And I don't know if I want him because he's problematic. So this is a guy I thought- the Cowboys should have picked over Ezekiel Elliott because running backs aren't whatever. They don't hold their value. And now I'm like, yo, I think they actually made the right pick, which is crazy to say a running back number four is the right pick. But the guy... He's been a problem too. And he's been a problem too. But at least he just keeps that shit with women. You don't bring it to the team. (laughs) Exactly. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Your flagrant thought of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe maybe Zeke's girl got to take some classes. Dude, what do they teach you in anger management? I'd probably get out of there before it gets too crazy. That's it? It's just leave? Probably. I mean, I'm sure they got techniques of just, like, getting out and stepping away from the situation, whatever. Bro, my girl was cold yesterday (laughs) when we were watching the the movie. That shit annoyed the fuck out of me, bro. (laughs) What? Dude, she was cold. She was like, oh, it's so cold in here. And I was like, the first couple of times, I was like, all right. And then by the end, I was like, bro, if you say you're cold one more She said it more than once? Yes, because it was cold. I'm not going to lie, it was cold. All right, but what the fuck? It was I the high pick. And they Bring had, a blanket, bro. They got blankets. I gave her my blanket as well. She had two blankets? Two blankets. She didn't want to put it on her upper body because uh, she was like, I don't think they wash these. It doesn't feel clean. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. You got some patience, though. Say what? You got some patience, though. So I was already triggered because I saw the little kids making out and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a lot going on. <laughs> what was just gross about it? That they were little kids? I don't know. I can't <laughs> even tell you. <laughs> anyway, they yeah, be this Jalen Ramsey shit. Just get, get, just get the fuck out of there, dude. 
Yo. Get the fuck out of there. He's, he's a pain in the ass. It's just like, come on in. He's a pain in the fucking ass. And at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know if there's any position in the NFL that's worth having a pain in the ass. I don't think any one position. Yo. I, I really am starting to believe there's not one position that's worth having an ego. I heard a quote that uh, on some radio show, somebody was saying a football player told him, you have like... For every one bad apple in a locker room, you need about 20 to 30 good ones to keep him in line. Interesting. And that's how you control that guy. And that's kind of how probably the Patriots can get away with having like NAB if they get away with it or Randy Moss for a few years. Because it's like, look, we got enough people that are like, this is how we do it that we can keep you in line. And at the end of the day, people want to fit in. Yeah. And then they can just kind of bully you into being like, or, or if you're still going to be, all right, now we can just get rid of you. There's a natural instinct yeah. to fit in. There's a culture that's There's been established. There's a culture that's established. Everybody fits in. And when you go to different countries, you, at first, you act as, you know, if you're, you're in your own country. And yeah. then once you learn the customs of the new one, you start to adjust. Yeah. When I was in Japan, I started to adjust a little bit. I wasn't as like affectionate in public because they don't really play that shit. Right. And it gets in your head. You become a little insecure. You, I heard you're supposed to slurp when you eat your neuters. <laughs> as a sign of as a sign of respect <laughs> as a sign of respect that I I appreciate what the chef is doing wow <laughs> bro you know what's crazy is that like right now everybody's gonna be so sensitive about this shit and it's really bullshit because every week we're making fun of Indian accent Asian accent Mexican oh, yeah, accent yeah, yeah. White accent, black accent, like every week we do it. But now there's like a heightened sensitivity. Yeah. About it. It's fucking bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm six. I'm not going to give you five, but that's good. Bro. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) It's fucking (laughs) bullshit. <laughs> oh, I almost fell. Yo, <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. This shit is not cool. <laughs> it's not fucking cool. <laughs> like two weeks ago, double, double, double. Yeah. Not a big deal. Now, if we said neuter, how could you? Yeah. A- <laughs> you see how easily people are manipulated to thinking something's wrong? Man, it's just double, I- double, neuter. You can't help it, man. This is outrage culture. You just gotta fucking. (laughs) (laughs) What are you gonna do? You know? You guys are stupid, yo. (laughs) You guys are stupid, son. Oh, man. (laughs) TK Wang. (laughs) TK (laughs) Wang. <laughs> I, it's just nice to be on the inside of a joke sometimes. You know what I mean? uh, <laughs> oh man! Yo, what's there to expect? You are a fucking Aust- wire boy, man. Yeah, you are wiring awesome. right now. <laughs> I'm wiring. You are wiring. <laughs> what? <laughs> you are wiring out. Yeah. Arich, can you get the hold of us? <laughs> I, can't, I can't with y'all niggas, man. Yo! <laughs> you Yo, for real. <laughs> we don't call this shit for regular and do for no reason, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't wait till we put this out in Crips. 
<laughs> you know, the IG crimps for this are gonna be ripped. You know, what's interesting is that we're actually mocking a uh, Mandarin accent. Oh, word? Yeah, we're actually off it. Cantonese is a little bit different. Cantonese. I can't try to fucking hold it in the foot, bro. I fucking couldn't. That was gonna be. It was gonna be funny uh, too. Fuck. What can you do, man? Son, every once in a while, I watch that Scooby Doo shit at the end son, of the. Son, it is son. so fun. Okay, that's the same week where the Shane Gillis shit comes out. We were in Russia, and I was singing the Scooby Doo theme song in an Asian accent. <laughs> Okay, for dropping in. Quarter million people saw it, right? And I'm running around the streets of Russia just going, Scooby Dooby Doo. Well, how do I say it? I can't do it. You were like, Scooby Dooby Doo. 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 Oh, man. And then we're singing it at Russians. <laughs> We're just screaming it at them, oh and then they God. started like singing it back to us. It was it was wild. You can watch it on, on oh the episode. My God. I mean, it's not. No smoke. <sighs> you want no to smoke because it's undeniably funny. funny. You can't yep. say it's not funny. Well, this funny is the is lesson funny. learned here. Be funny. It's the beauty of the army too, That's man. All you have, no, but and, and it's the beauty of the army. It's what we've it's cultivated, both, yeah. what we curated. But it's also like if you're funny. Everybody completely forgets about whatever you say. Dude, dude, so God damn. Dibble dabble, guys. Remember Dibble Dabble, how funny that was? Oh, man. Any Asians upset at this, I bet you didn't. You better not laugh one second when we dibble dabble with Akash. No, but yeah, of course. The, anybody who upset at this, this is the first time they're hearing this episode. Dibble dabble. Yeah, let's get to sports before you. We got more NFL to talk about. <laughs> you guys want to do this? <laughs> we gotta talk about the NFL. <laughs> okay. So wait, don't you? Uh, you did the other mid row. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I did both. Oh, you did. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, but we do have a lot of stories that have come out and things that we need to talk about. And I'm not going to do the accent anymore, even though it feels as if I'm going to do the accent. But I'm not going to do the accent. Yeah. Are you going to do it? No. Yeah, no. Should we promise right here, right now, that we won't do it? Yeah, I think if I promise, that would be a right. But <laughs> that would be a complete right. <laughs> but Seriously, I'll do my best. Let's promise. Okay, okay. I promise. Okay. Stand up. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on right now? Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. My honor is in this now. Honestly. <laughs> I said honestly. I did. I said I know, it right. I know. <laughs> we, I know. Everybody is, is like, as it's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's not crazy. Everybody needs to calm down. Yeah. I think y'all need to calm down. Right. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> y'all are the ones that are taking it to the next level when you really think about it. Y'all got all this fucking energy. Y'all been needing MSG? What's all this energy that y'all got for no reason? <laughs> Whew. Speaking of MSG, that well, shit I makes anything taste delicious. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Wait, have you tried MSG before? No. So, 
I didn't realize there's an actual flavor to it. Yo, my mom's been poisoning me for my entire life, apparently, because she seasons <laughs> all her food with sasson, and, and sasson has is MSG. In it. That's like the main ingredient in sasson. So that's the reason why Spanish food tastes delicious. And what about Chinese food as well? Yeah, that too. Yeah, not all Asian foods have it though. Not Korean. They've been taking it out of some of them, but yeah. But they still maintain flavor. Yeah. That's my interesting. My poisoning me my entire fucking MSG life. MSG is, is, is the fucking thing. Yeah. I just found that out. Did you know that, Akka? I did not know. I thought it was only in Chinese food. I didn't know that they put that in Spanish food as well. Yeah. Sasson. Sasson. Stay away from the Sasson. That's another thing. We've been doing Spanish accents on this show forever, and it's never a big deal. Why are some fucking accents a big deal? It's just because this is hot right now. <laughs> but I just don't understand it. We should be able to do the whole show. I could do the whole show in, a, in an Irish accent and it's okay. It's yeah. not a problem, right? Because I'm white. But if you did the whole show in an Irish accent, completely Nobody okay. Fuck, son. Scottish accent. Can you try to do it? I can do the whole show in an Irish accent. That was actually that was pretty, pretty good. good. Uh, uh, holy uh, shit. What's up? I'm gay. Do that shit, son. <laughs> That's all go. I know how to do. <laughs> He's about to go to That's SNL, son. All right, I'll take but that. But if we're like, how oh, you can do it, horror <laughs> <laughs> You're not eat, but Irish people poor as fuck. They're getting mad turmoil. They got car bombs. They're going through hell over there. Why, yeah, can, why can I do that? It's such a weird, arbitrary line. That's the thing. That's why people shouldn't have made it about the fucking. We should do the whole show in only accents today, just to prove a point. You can do fucking accents. We really should have done the whole show. Should we start it over? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do the intro in the accent? Did I? You should have. Oh! <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, son, we made a promise, yo. All right, we're not. I'm not doing no more. I'm not doing. N- hey, what other topics do we have? Big Ben's career is over. Big Ben's career is over. I think so. You guys see this shit? Yeah. Wild. He's what just happened? throwing a pass and doesn't get hit. All of a sudden, he just grabs his right arm, walks off the field. Injury to his elbow. <laughs> Oh, Stop it. Get out of here. Turn his mic off, son. Stop. You're not turning mics off, son. What the fuck do you think go. this is? Go, go, go. go. It's not a Saturday Night Rive. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't pussy. Hey. It is something completely like, I don't understand. I, we got to get an Asian on here to understand it. Like, just explain it to us. It probably triggers because, like you said, a lot of people made shitty Asian jokes their whole life. But to me, I heard a lot of shitty brown jokes. And when I hear a shitty brown joke, it's like, all right, that's whack, bro. It's just a whack joke. Yeah, we understand what we're doing is low-hanging fruit. We're aware of that, 100%. What kind of fruit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. It's, it's low-hanging flute. So, <laughs> so, but we under, and, but purposely, we're like, you must understand that. Sometimes it's fun to eat some low-hanging fruit. I'm with you. Bananas? <laughs> that wasn't even, that was more Jewish. An idea? A banana? I don't know nothing about anyway, Jews. Let's bro. get back. Let's get back on track. Okay. All right. His it feels all... like we're going to make a fucking joke, and we're not going to make a joke. We're saving it. Let's go back to what the fuck we're talking about. Big Ben, apparently, I think he needs Tommy John surgery, which it's they, not worth it. It's too late. I think they say for football is not as bad, but I just don't see you 37. It was a non contact injury. I just don't see you ever being the same. You could play, but you're not going to be the same. Bro, get, get out of here. It's over. Get out of here. They got a young quarterback. I've, 
I forget his name. Who the fuck do they have? They got a young quarterback. He might be all right, though. I think he might end up being all right. He's not going to be Big Ben. Yeah. But I think he'll be all right. Dude, while we're talking about Big Ben, I got a great rape joke, dude, that I thought of. I can't share it on thing because I want to, like, do it in. Big Ben used to rape. <laughs> what? You didn't know that? He got a couple accusations under his belt. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, he got axe, bro. He, got he, lucky, axe. He, he lucky he pre-Weinstein. He, he BW. He lucky. Can we Can we be honest? Can we be honest? Let's be honest. I think we've been Antonio pretty honest. Antonio Brown, is there a better organization at keeping the rape shit quiet Yo. than the Pittsburgh Steelers? If anything, they steal its women's <laughs> ability <laughs> to, to be the victim, to yeah. speak back. Do you uh, know? Because think about it. You didn't hear shit about Now Antonio Brown got another one coming up. Yeah, I think second some Latina. Case. Right? I, think, I think it's the Raiders. They were just salty how he left. And so it's like, oh, word, we just release all your shit. Oh. Think about it. Miko would probably agree with that. You should talk to Miko about that. See if she got the inside scoop. Yeah. See if you got that inside scoop. It's crazy how all these old shits are just popping up. Right. Yeah. I wonder if that's what it's like. I wonder if it's like, I truly, we should ask a a girl who's been raped. If it's like, not who's been raped, but who's like been part of the accusation thing. Like, Like when another girl steps up, do you start to reconsider that moment? In other words, in your mind, are you like, ah, oh, that was just a shitty night, and maybe I put myself in a bad situation? But then when someone speaks up, you're like, oh, fuck, you know what? He did that to me, too. Yeah. So, like, it's maybe they're not, maybe they're not, like, gold digging, whatever. Maybe they truly didn't see it in that light, and then when another girl presented a similar situation, she's like, hmm. oh, shit, he be doing this. Yo, yeah, yeah, you're right. That is fucked up. I, I think there's some suit not all of them obviously there's some ones and you lying. probably deny it to yourself to a certain degree because you Boom. don't want to say like I went through this like or whatever the oh, trauma we makes drunk. you this is a random situation yeah. like yeah. let me not make a big deal of this and then you find out a bunch of people had the exact same thing you're like oh no this guy gotta go yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. this guy Cosby I bet you you don't think that's a good point think son, about it when, I think when someone one or two to, came forward then fucking 40 more yo cause think of, I think someone tried to drug me yo you? Uh, I think yeah. T- you didn't speak about this on the pod? No, I didn't. But oh. we're not, yeah. We're not but, gonna- <laughs> yo, I think someone tried to drug me, bro. Oh. I was in LA and I had one drink and I woke up the next day. I did all those podcasts. I was so out of it, B. I was like, my head was killing me. And I was like, did someone try to drug me and have sex with my body? Son, that shit was crazy. Son, you know it's good. This all makes sense now, man. So <laughs> Andrew got raped. So it's no, the, I didn't get raped. So I, I made fashion it back to my week, house. The movie, L.A. It's all it's connected. To- <laughs> Yo, show me your feet, son. <laughs> so, so my. <laughs> so my point is, I got one drink, and and I wake up in the morning, excruciating headache for the entire day. That's weird. Anus hurts. Anus was no, nah, my anus was fine, son. I didn't get raped. I slept by myself on my boy's couch. I refuse to get a hotel. (laughs) That's what's up. I refuse to get, I don't care how successful I am, I will stay in my boy Dove's couch every time I go to LA. Dove got a great spot. You got a good spot. And I get to hang out with my boy. Point is, um, that could happen with some of these girls. That's what I'm saying. And I I, I think that there's perspective. So what do you think going to happen with AB? I think AB's good. I think that women really ruined the uh, Me Too movement, and um, you know, and it's just it's just done. I think when it's a second accusation, we start looking at this shit like, oh, 
I think each it, accusation is an extra like level of people being like, oh, we need we to look into this. Details on the second one. I didn't hear about like what happened. With you the have details, Ed. I know it's gonna take you forty five minutes to Google it, but if you could look it up and then let us know before the end of the podcast <laughs> Patreon episode. <laughs> Before the Patreon episode, let us know what happens. <laughs> yeah, you think you could do that? Ed? that <laughs> Yo, you know what's mad funny? Do you subtitle the the clips? Yeah. Yo, it's mad funny when Ed and be misspelling shit or like just choosing a wrong fucking word, like, and but be confident about it. <laughs> like, yo, like the, there's one. What, what was the clip? The, you got the clips from last week? Yeah, probably. It's somewhere. too far back in my shit to like look. So, Andrews, that's annoying ass motherfucker when you reading out loud in class and then you fuck up one word and he's the asshole to point it out and start laughing at I will you. Oh, laugh. yeah, 100%. 100%. I think, that, I think you like, should be. You got one clip from last week and you just hold it down. No, I like to give Ed in a hard time. Yeah. I like it. But which one? I said. Coming on your best friend or hit you so hard you become a rapist? Hit you so hard you become a rapist. I need to jerk off on someone and you did all of a sudden. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Infuriated. <laughs> it is a very different thing. It, it is because jerk off on someone makes it sexual assault. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's just, I'm just I'm getting horny. this out of my system. But yeah. what pissed me off was how much he capitalized and big he made sudden. It was like almost like you wanted me to know that you had complete disregard for my joke. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you, it, dude, I was, it was unbelievable, bro. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I was infuriated. <laughs> I know. But it's okay. It's okay. I'm, really I'm through it. No, it's fine. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me then? I, it's it's fine. So, okay, let's what else what else we got? What else we got here? Um, all right, there's a lot. Yo, the Steelers are whack. Um Odell's watch we didn't really talk about. I don't know if you care. Fuck that watch. Do you see the Marcus Lawrence video where the little kid in the Giants jersey wanted an autograph and he just walked by him? Yo. I'm not upset about That's that. That's the greatest shit ever, man. I like, yeah. Tell me your thoughts on that because so it's basically what happened is this little kid is waiting at the entrance to the well, game. Stupid ass white boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? What? I, <laughs> <laughs> Him being white made this worse to me. I don't know why, but it's like, yo, you got on full fucking Giants gear and you're gonna ask Demarcus Lawrence for an autograph. That's it. That's embarrassing, dog. It's like, well, yeah. First of all, Spoiled your parents shouldn't even shouldn't even. DeMarcus Lawrence just walks by him, takes a quick glance, and then just goes, you got the wrong jersey on, son. So he's not saying he wouldn't give a kid an autograph. He's just saying, hey, you need to understand what loyalty is to your team. Yeah. And I'm going to teach you why you should like your team. And he kind of apologized later, but his first response was, you know what? That kid going to hear no a lot in his life. We need to get used to it. I like this. That's the best, dude. I like this kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. DeMarcus Lawrence, dude, he's, he's great. And now he kind of apologized later. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, I just, I, I was in game mode still. Like, whatever. Yeah. You know? Maybe and, I'm being a pussy, but it's a kid, man. It's a kid. Yeah, that's fine. He, but he can say no. This to guy a, signs thousands of autographs, probably a month. And, and I'm being like modest right now. I don't. He can say no to something. Yo, it's a kid, though. It's a kid. Yeah, fuck him. The kid, the only reason why you he got learn. that jersey on is because his parent got the jersey on. Yo, his parent got the jersey on, bro. Yo, you wearing the jersey, oh, son. Gosh, learn a lesson. Shit, learn son. a lesson. <laughs> this is what loyalty means. Oh, shit. You should learn a lesson. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> you should. Yeah. I'm just What's... showing y'all how to flip-flop. But go on. <laughs> nah, bro, that's a lesson, dog. <laughs> yeah, learn a lesson, dog. You gotta be loyal to your team. Word. You got a team or you don't. You I can't mean, be out here disroyal. Yo, real talk. It's a kid, man. Who gives a fuck, dog? Kids can learn lessons too. Yeah. They can learn lessons too. 
<laughs> what if what if he would have gained the new fan right there by signing? Who gives a fuck? You don't need fans. He got a hundred million dollars. Yo. I need a new fan. I need one new little fucking eight-year-old I, I fan. Th- I think he wants some fans. Nah, bro, he good. He could have gained another fan. He could have gained a fan. <laughs> he huh? could have gained. No, that he is could've a good point. Fan. He could have gained a fan. That would have been a good fan. And you know this kid's gonna milk this shit, and you're gonna get so Saquon so Barkley already gave him tickets to a game. He gonna be fine. He got tickets to a game. Out yeah, of it? man, this is shit white parents be doing. They be trying to vilify people, and then their kid gets a bunch of free shit. Oh shit! Mm. How old do you think he is? Gotta be like eight. He's eight years old. Yeah. He already seen four school shootings. This is the least <laughs> yeah, tragic bro. thing in his life. You know what I mean? This is an eight-year-old American kid. We've seen some severe shit by his age. Yeah. Yeah, why are we feeling bad for kids like they don't go through way worse stuff in school? Teacher probably sucked his dick and butt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? See, and mag- butt. And butt. And butt. And butt. Teacher stuck his dick and butt school shootings all the damn time and won no autograph and we got to feel bad for him? This is nothing. That's light work. You were just at a game. That's not enough? Yeah. You can't be happy you're at a Half fucking game? classmates are referred to as they. Yo, bro. <laughs> they and them and whatever like that. He don't even know who he's fucking talking to no more. You know, he just wants a, uh, an autograph. Yo, in school, do they have genderless bathrooms? Say what? In school. Do they have genderless bathrooms? Yeah. Like, I would figure that's the first place it would be. I don't even know no more, bro. This Sam Smith, you heard Sam Smith is no longer a gender? That singer? These motherfuckers hype beast, dog. They be trying to ride the wave. Yeah, I guess you're right. But you know what's crazy about when you become non-gender? Yeah. You not gay no more, fam. Oh, yo, you right? You gotta be a gender to be gay. You right. Ooh, so guess who's not gay? Welcome back. (laughs) <laughs> so that's some kissing that you can tolerate. <laughs> that's a good point, Yo, bro. You, I didn't you... think about that one. Bro. How you feel about they kissing? Huh? They kissing. They kissing is is to me. It's what I identify you as. Uh, so that's that's what's up. Yeah. So even if I see <laughs> some like tough lesbos kissing, I'm kind of like, why are those dudes kissing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on with all that. <laughs> These fucking lesbians out here doing that shit. <laughs> come on, yo. Oh man. Yo. Uh, I got an email from my agent, yeah. and it said pronoun. Yeah. His, her, he, she, or whatever. And I was like, we're doing it. We're all the way here now. What was the pronoun? Her and she or whatever the fuck. Wait, wait, I'm a for woman. The, for this, the... It's in the body of her email. You know, people got like their their name and their title and their agency, a company, and the phone number and email. Yeah. In the middle of all that is pronouns, and then this is the pronouns you're supposed to refer to me as. What? Is this with Gersh? Nah. Oh. What the fuck? I've never heard of this shit before. Right. Do you have a female agent? Yeah. And she needs to... No, re- well, it's like the assistant or something. Or you like, I don't know. I don't know if she's the assistant. Son, this is just... <laughs> oh, fire that shit. She made it clear she's a female agent, actually. Son, I, I just don't... Uh, I don't get it. We need to have one on so we can understand it. I just don't understand it. How do you feel like nothing? How do you feel like nothing? Do you... What do you feel like? I don't know what I feel like. I can't... I don't. I don't know that I feel inherently male. I don't know. Wait, so you coming out as a they? No, meaning like, I don't believe that you don't feel something because you don't know what it is to feel it. Like, you could say you're a dude, you feel like a woman. You don't know what a fucking woman feels like. (laughs) How the fuck would you know you're not a woman? They're just saying I don't feel like a dude. Yeah. Yo, who feels comfortable in their own skin? Like, this idea that motherfuckers are walking around feeling comfortable in their own skin, that's the most unique shit. That's why when you see a cool motherfucker, you're like, oh my God, is he comfortable in his own skin? (laughs) <laughs> right? That's that's what makes Tom Cruise Tom Cruise in a movie. Right? 
Maverick is like, holy shit, he's so comfortable in his skin. It's a unique quality. Okay, I get Like, being comfortable in your own skin is the rarest shit. So all of us are trannies? <laughs> like, what is that everybody say? I feel a little social anxiety. I feel a little anxious. I feel a little uncomfortable. A little like, nobody's just walking around feeling comfortable. Superheroes. And even they have an origin story that makes them feel all weird as shit. So this... <laughs> So we have this expectation like if you're not comfortable in your skin, you must be something else. No, you're just a person. That's life. Right? Not everybody's going to be Will Smith. I'm not arguing. That was good. I'm just saying, right? It's <laughs> I don't got nothing for that. We got this crazy, we have this crazy um, high, uh, we have this crazy high bar set for like what it is to be a human. And since we all don't meet it, we just check all these boxes about what's wrong with us. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm lonely. I'm anxious. It's like, no, that's what a person is. You feel all these fucking things point. on a regular basis and you try to manage them to the best of your ability and hope that at the end of the year, you came out a little bit in the fucking black. Most people are in the red, but you hope you come out in the black and that's success. Who throughout life, throughout the 5,000 years, I mean, your people have been around the longer than everybody. Have you ever heard any of them write, oh yeah, my whole life was blissful? Never. Has anybody throughout history read, my whole life was perfect, uh, easily, piece of cake, it was amazing? Yeah, you're right. We're taking <laughs> pills. Housewives are taking Prozac so they can feel good every day. Who the fuck told you you're allowed to feel good every day? Every day? We need to cue that. Kanye gospel music right now. He preaching out here. But so. right, I mean, am I on to Yo, something? Yeah, to that point though, people lost religion, so now they're just like, oh, I should always be happy. The whole point, religion always tells you you're not always happy. Not. Every religion tells you you're not always happy. Who the fuck do you think this is? And you should be grateful that you're not, because that's how you can experience happiness. Yeah. You're happy every day. You know what you'd be? Normal. Yep. Thank God you feel shitty, because you get to feel great. Thank God you feel heartbreak, because you get to feel love. We're trying to build, fill the void that we used to have God filled with with uh, 68 genders. Son. You know what gets me is how you look at a list of 62 genders and be like, nah, none of these. I'm this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they made it so easy for you to be one. Yeah, bro. They made yeah. it so easy. It's, it's choice like, paralysis son, at this point. Do you know what it is? It's that machine where you can make your own type of Coke. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like lime coke lemon coke vanilla coke cherry coke and yeah. you look at it like mm, that's not the fruit I want in my coke yeah it's bro like, it's enough who the fuck are you just, to be the 63rd gender are you what and what would that mean what does it mean I, I, I need to talk to somebody and it's not coming from a hateful place at all it's truly coming from understanding please help me understand cause I don't I, I just don't I get anxious when I change my hairstyle. Imagine cutting your fucking cock off your body. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you try a brand new hairstyle and you're like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And you only got to wait two weeks and it comes back. But there's like nerves going through that. They got to be feeling some real shit to cut that thing right the fuck off. They got to be feeling some real shit. But you got to be secure. You got to be positive. You don't want your dick. Let's put it out there. If any assholes that identify as one of those other things. I'm talking about like a, the 60th gender. Yeah, like, I'm trying to work on a bit about this. Like, like, if you how, identify what? as like an octopus or something like that, just hit us up in the DMs and come on the show or Chill. call in. 
call in, call in for call sure, because he probably in. got mental on this. So let's call in. <laughs> Damn, so. <laughs> we really going for it today. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. We really going for it today. I'm trying to keep. We really, yo, that's what Shane should have said. He should have said, I identify as Chinese. Yo, that would have been yeah. the fucking. You guys been move. saying that. Whenever you just start getting to backlash, just identify as that thing. You got to identify as it. I'm sorry. I said this before. That's yeah. why I keep saying I'm gay. Smart. They can't say nothing. Bro, I'm out ahead of it. Son, you fuck one girl in your life. If that ain't the gayest shit <laughs> I've ever seen in my it entire is. life. I know gay dudes fuck more women than me. Facts. Mad gay most dudes. Most of them. Yo. Most, of, most gay dudes <laughs> fuck more girls than you. I'm gay or Who's gay? Yeah. Who's really gay? Yeah. They out here slaying puss. <laughs> and you out here with one vagina on your fucking record. Gay. That's gay, bro. The gayest. Super gay. Akash the gayest. I'm the gayest dude out here. Concerned about his weight. <laughs> <laughs> All the time concerned about his fucking weight. Manicured ass beard. Word. White teeth as fuck. You stay manicured, though. You stay manicured. Got a nice watch. Bro, I'm gay, son. Pretty I don't know how many times eyes. I got to tell Pretty you. Pretty ass eyes to get cum filled in. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 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 son, I had a bar on Brilliant Idiots. We take Brilliant Idiots today, son. Uh, I really had a bar on Brilliant Idiots, bro. Yeah. I think I figured out reincarnation, bro. Hit it. I figured out reincarnation. Hit it. Didn't you have this thing? Ready? Here it yeah. is. This is reincarnation. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. You know how when people die, they say, I'm going to see the light. Uh -huh. I see the light. Uh -huh. You die, you see the light. Right. Right? Maybe that's not the light. Maybe that's you back inside all the sperm being busted out of a dick <laughs> oh God. into an egg again. But then how you get back? Say what? How you come, they come back to life sometimes. I saw the light, I came back to well, life. You, you didn't make it to the egg. It wasn't your time. <laughs> Not all the sperm make it. <laughs> the vast majority die. The va all of them. Like 99.999%. All of them die. Why don't we have that many near-death experiences? No, no. What I'm saying is you die in real life, you see the light, you're just right? inside the sperm. You are part of the nut. You're part of that white. He's valid. I mean, I I'm can't disprove it. And it goes with reincarnation. It goes with y'all. Yeah. And then when some people come back as like an animal or whatever like that, it stays true. Animals fuck each other. Uh, There's nut. Yeah. Tell me I didn't just figure out reincarnation. <laughs> Boom. What happens when they see the light and come back to life? That's so what I was asking. In the nut and then came back That's into the asking. person? Yep. Like, I don't know Not all the, the sperm make it to the egg, fam. Yeah, but then how do they jump back in the person if they were okay. in the sperm? You ever bust a nut and then like a few minutes later some cum leaks out of your dick? <laughs> okay. Yes. That's them. That's the ones that didn't swim. That's the one they saw the light and they were like, I'm out. And I'm, then they just died. I'm trying, but you got you gotta explain that one to them. Saw the light. This is the theory really falls apart here, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. initial part is yeah, like, I know, yeah, the initial part, I get saw it. Saw the light. <laughs> also, again, 99.9% .9 of sperm doesn't make it, and there's not that many near death experiences. So that's where the math is. 100% don't make How it. you know how many insects are? Oh, fuck. <laughs> how many mosquitoes die? How many all these little things die? Tons of little shit die. Yeah, but they don't make it. Those guys all made it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I don't know, man. I, I'm just trying. I think I figured out the beginning. I didn't think about the end of it that much. But the, whatever. The point. Holds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some sports. Man. Uh, you want to talk about Drew Brees or not? Nah? 
Nah, what weeks. else we got, man? The Tyson Fury fight. Oh, you watched it. Yeah. Okay, so Tyson Fury fight. He fought this guy named Otto Wallen, who yeah. did a... Uh, he did an amazing... He's admirable, man. Yeah, I thought he fought a great fight. He did a little cheap shit where he tried to like poke the cut that he made. Yeah, so in like the third round... He lands a left hook yeah. on Tyson Fury's, like right above his eye mm-hmm. eyebrow, and immediately starts bleeding yeah. heavily. Opens up bad. Like so pussy lips, bro. So, <laughs> so the fight at this point. Look at the gash, dude. It's like day three of a period. What? Look if you get a good version of the gash, just fucking labia flopping around. Look at that thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yo, the crazy thing is yo, you're not wrong. Open. It looked like you're not, not wrong. wrong. You ever pull out of a girl when you're fucking on a period? That's what that shit looks like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. go on. So this fight, it just becomes Ottawa, and Ottawa's only chance to win is this fight. This cut gets so bad that they, that they stop the fight because it's caused by a punch, and if a cut is caused by a punch, it's considered a TKO. If it's caused by a headbutt. Then it's a no decision. Right. So this could be. This is his only opening to yep. win. So he keeps just trying to go at the eye. And Tyson Fury is definitely a better boxer than this guy. And as the fight goes on, Ottavon completely runs out of gas. But now it's just this cool little chess match of Tyson Fury trying to knock this guy out because yep. he knows he doesn't have much time left before this cut gets really bad and they call the fight. And now, you see Tyson pushing. Tyson is, and so Tyson is going at him. And, like, he'll throw a few punches, white blood from his eye. There's blood everywhere. There's a shot of the referee who keeps trying to, like, so Tyson will throw some punches and then try to try to wrap up because he can't get hit in the eye. Yep. And when he's wrapped up, out of all, and just keep trying to throw little hooks in there. Now, Wallen did do some some ill shit after, like, the fourth round or fifth round. After the round, he, like, poked Tyson Fury's eye to try to, like, yep. make the cut worse. Yep. Um, but other than that, he fought a great fight, man. I yeah, think that I was, was really was, admirable. Yeah, it's interesting. When you see Tyson Fury against the, another heavyweight, the the heavyweight that he's in there with looks so tiny because Tyson Fury is 6'9". Yeah. Which is a massive, yeah. he's a massive fucking guy. And he six, can nine. move. And he can move. He's like the Shaq of boxing. Really? Like he could play basketball. Yeah. I'm shocked that he didn't play basketball because yeah. he has that kind of agility. Um, but Otto Wallen looked incredibly tiny. He's probably 6'4". Yeah. Right? Six yeah. five, like over two hundred pounds easy. He's he's a physical guy, yeah. but next to him he looks minuscule. Yeah. And I thought he fought a good right. I think he actually has a future in boxing. Wallet. Yeah, I think he just ran out of gas in like the sixth round. And, and Fury too, didn't. He wasn't skilled enough to beat Fury, but Fury's the best in the business right now. Yeah. I think that Wallen can can be really effective against some of the some of the you know the lesser guys in the division. Like, I'll be honest, a great fight might be Wallen versus Andy Ruiz. Oh. Both like throw a lot of punches. Uh, both counter punch really well. They engage. Ruiz isn't that hard a puncher. He's fast, but he's yeah. not that hard a puncher. Wallen isn't that hard a puncher, but he counter punches well. I think that fight is fun. When is that rematch? Ruiz, so Ruiz Joshua. is Joshua is going to be in Saudi Arabia, and I'm not exactly sure when. I'll get that. I'll get that date. But but what's actually good about uh, what's is that what's if Tyson Fury fighting these guys? And um, I know everybody's like, just fight Wilder again. And they're going to fight again if Wilder gets by Ortiz. But what it does is it promotes other fighters in the heavyweight division. And if they come to fight, now we have some more people we're kind of interested in in the heavyweight decision division. This guy's kind of interesting. If he fights another name, I'll watch. Yeah. He showed some balls. Yeah. You know? But it was cool to see, um, it was cool to see Tyson Fury have like uh, intensity and like purpose. 
Yeah. Does like, he normally not fight like that? No, he does, but he can dance and he can move around. But this was like, oh shit. A sense of urgency. Uh, there was urgency. Yeah. He, I need to get this guy out of here. Yeah. I need to finish this guy. And he was fucking going for it. Yeah. And he was swinging way more. He's usually kind of like a slick boxer. Yeah. And this one, he was going for it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I love it. He's had two exciting fights outside of Wilder. This where one he of... fought no-name guys, ah. but he made news with them. Yeah. And like specifically targeted fans. Like he came into the room, uh, came to the ring. Wearing a sombrero. It was Mexican Independence Day. Yeah. Apparently somebody else backed out of a fight and he was supposed to fight three weeks later and he said, I'll fight on Mexican Independence Day. Because he knows he the last fight, how'd he come in the ring? American. Apollo Creed. Yep. And now he comes into the ring. Mexican. Mexican. He's going after the biggest fans in boxing. And he said, call me El Rey instead of the Gypsy King. Is he a gypsy for real? Yeah. That's wild, dog. He's got a caravan in his house, in his back, where they just drive off and do some shit. That's like, wild. In the his house. Yeah, it's like part of his culture. He like reps the culture heavy, but he's also like English and acknowledges that that's you know who he is and what he represents as well. But so, they like, call himself travelers. Gypsy's like a a bad term, I guess. He calls himself the Gypsy King, though. Right. So he's like, I can call myself that. Oh, uh, okay. And he's like, you guys can say it, but don't call a gypsy a gypsy. Call them a traveler. Ah. But this is just some like. Everybody needs their derogatory term that yeah, they can yeah, be offended yeah. by. Shit. Yeah. But good fight, man. And I don't normally like get super into boxing because I don't get a lot of it at a high level. Yeah. But it was just fun to watch that little chess massive. He got to finish this guy off. Yes. And he's going for it. And this guy got nothing left, but he's just swinging however he can at the eye. And then in the last round, he almost knocked Fury out. Wait, did you watch the last round? I did, but I didn't, I didn't Yo, see. Yo, he landed some punches on Fury. Fury was shaking. Fury wasn't really throwing like... It got a little exciting at the end. Like, he might do this. Get out of here. I'm not lying. But it was easy victory for Fury. He definitely won. After yeah, about yeah. the fifth, fourth round, Fury won every round. Maybe the last one, I think, Valen won. But then every other round went to Fury in between. Interesting. All right. There was a good MMA fight. Did you see uh, Gaethje versus uh, Cowboy Cerrone? I did not. So this kid, Justin Gaethje, is, is uh, they, they call him the most violent man in MMA. And this is a violent sport. Right. And he just has a ferocious style man he is comes straight in wants to connect wants to fight and uh it was really interesting because they're friends outside the ring right and they had this beautiful moment after it gaethje knocked him out and right here in this picture he's pointing at the ref because and he says fuck you to the ref because yeah. cerrone was out he was yeah. on the ground but he was pretty much out but the ref didn't stop the fight so he's, right. he's like he's looking at the ref like stop the so he has to punch yeah. his friend uh. more times in the head after he's already been concussed right so he's like, fuck you. Do your yeah. fucking job. Yeah. Like, the guy's face first. That's kind of dope. It's dope. But afterwards, dude, they had this really cool moment where Cowboy, he's older, and he was like, you know, this kid's a great kid. And like, yeah. you know, the, the roof is yours. Go for it. This, that, the other. They were like, really? They had, I don't know, they had this great kind of connection. It was, it was fucking awesome to see two guys go in there, give it their all to knock each other out. And then afterwards, like, just be supportive. Yeah. It's like no ego. Yeah, uh, and 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 it'd be really cool to see this kid right here fight Conor McGregor. That's the fight I want to see. Why is that? Because this kid is not going to wrestle Conor. Conor is boring when you watch him against wrestlers. Yeah, and they're just going to throw blows. And this kid can knock you out with one punch, and Conor can knock you out with one punch, and one of them is going to land. And then when they land, it's going to be night night. Is Conor done? 
He might be, might not be. It's like he's planning a comeback, then he breaks his foot. And like, he punches an old man. Punches an old man in the fucking head. Like there's 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 messed up shit. But I'm I'm interested in seeing that fight because just as like a boxing fan, it's like they're they're gonna kick a little and they're gonna throw hands. Ain't gonna be no wrestling. Ain't gonna be no like jujitsu. It's just let's throw haymakers and see who fucking connects. It's almost like bare knuckle boxing. Yes. Almost. Yes. Bare knuckles a little brutal, but yes. Yeah. This is a little less brutal. Yeah. So it'd be cool. It'd be it'd be cool to see. There's some interesting fights. How how big do you think this guy can be? I don't know. We'll see if his personality carries him. At the end of the day, it's personality. Yeah. Time, right? It's yeah. like I was doing uh, this guy Logan Paul's podcast. And uh I'm just gonna talk about it. Oh yeah, he, has he just fight. had his fight. So Logan Paul has this fight coming up against KSI. And, uh, Didn't they box one before? I think, they, no, I think it happened already. No, November. They just had the press conference for oh. it. And, um, they, and uh, they basically have this they, they have this fight, and it really proves that fighting is not about skill. It's about story. Yeah. And they both had the platforms to sell their own stories. Right. So they sold the beef, and they packed out an arena. Now they're doing it at the Sable Center. That's wild, dude. Keep in mind. The Staples Center is bigger than where Tyson Fury just fought, probably. That's so wild. It is a massive gate. Yeah. So here they are fighting. They, I think, I imagine they just stream it on YouTube or some shit like that. Yeah, YouTube, but pay-per-view YouTube. It's pay-per-view YouTube, but it's smart because all your fans are already on yeah. pay-per-view. They're invested in your life so much because you're YouTube. So they're going to want to see you fight, and you just created the highest stakes. And... It's it's genius. It's like fighting is a way that we want to see disputes settled. Yeah. It's like vendettas at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. You have a beef? Well, let's settle it. And you can't talk shit afterwards. Yeah. But so. it just goes to show you don't need the skill. You need the story. And they're fucking selling the story. God damn. So who are you going to fight, Akash? Who are we going to have you go up against? Son, you got to give me somebody little. Who are you going to fight? Hmm. Mr. YouTube. Give me like a Z's. I That's interesting. That. You know, I sparred for the first time in a while the other day. Yeah. And I, uh, the work, we weren't going to the head because I didn't have headgear, but I was like at this kickboxing class. And for the first time, I was, I was like experiencing what sparring was with kicks as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I got caught a few times, but I was actually able to use the kicks a little bit too. And it was, I remember it, it's, it's so weird. It's like, when you're doing stuff on the bag or the pads, you know, you're like trying to be calculated. But there is a switch that I have that like – dude, it's hard to describe. But like I was kind of in my comfort zone again. Like I remember fighting mm-hmm. and like I remember being in there and like – What's the switch? It's not a switch of a, of like a primal aggression. I was kind of smiling. Like hmm. I'd get touched and I'd be like, all right, that was good. I yeah. was able to kind of stalk a little bit. And granted, granted, we're not going to the face. So I literally I'm, I have to block my body. And I can block my body right. just like with the Philly shell a little bit and like catch punches, et cetera. But like I was able to, you know, get the jab, pump the jab out there, work the body a little bit, and then land a couple of, you know, kicks. But it, I remember the first time I sparred and the, the sheer terror that I experienced. Mm-hmm. And then over the, over the years, like slowly – developing a comfort and an understanding and like no matter how hard someone punches when they hit the bag and they hit the pads when they're sparring it's a different game yeah the bag don't hit back and neither do the pads right 
when something is in front of you and it hits back, it changes you for most people. It changes you. Your footing is off. When your footing's off, you can't really turn on your punches. It's not as much power. Right. It's a whole different game. And yeah, it was just, it was fascinating to be back in that. I don't think it's healthy. I don't want to make a habit of it. I think getting hit in the head sucks, especially I've had enough concussions. I don't want to do too much of it, but it is fun every once in a while to be in the highest stakes mm-hmm. that you can. You know, it's it's um, one of the great things about jujitsu. Ronnie Chang, comedian, pointed uh, this out to me. He goes, uh, one of the great things about jujitsu is it's one of the few things in life where you can go your hardest at and not hurt somebody. Like fight sports. Like I can't go my hardest boxing you and either you not hurt me or me not hurt you. Yeah. We're yeah. going to get hurt. But with jujitsu, you can go your hardest to get them in a position, and the second they're about to tap, yeah, you let go. But you actually get to put full effort. effort. Yeah, and it is it is a it's really unique that way. Name yeah. a fight sport where you get to do full maybe wrestling, but even wrestling doesn't have stakes in terms of breaking a bone or breaking a ligament. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know, but um. Yeah, it's a thing, man. We should all we should all get in like we should all take a kickboxing class. I'm with it or something like that, I, it, dude. It's and even just like, dude. Even just after we take a few months of the class, I work out at this place called Tiger Shulman's. Great, great gym. Like really cool people that work there. And and um, even just feeling what it's like to just kind of like, and I'll work with you guys. Like just feeling what it's like to kind of like throw throw punches and have punches thrown at you. It's a different world. Yeah, it's a completely different. Like when you see street fights, you just see these guys swinging these big punches. That's because they don't think they're going to get knocked out. Right. You throw a lot differently when you think you could get caught. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the drunk punch is when you're drunk. Right. When you're sober, you're like, all right, what's he throwing? Yeah. You know what? What are we working with here? Right. I don't know, Al. Did you feel that at all when you were doing karate and shit? So I would. It's almost like I left my body when I would be in sparring. Like, I remember there was, like, one tournament, actually, that it kind of felt that I was looking at myself fighting. It was yep. fucking insane. Son, it was kind of weird. I remember what you, once. Like, what do you mean, though? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just used to... Like, in just, a, It just used to be so instinctual. instinct. Yeah. Son, okay. it is... Son, it is crazy. And that's like, what I was not shocked. thinking. It's almost like... I haven't done this mm. for 12 years or 13 years where I haven't, like, sparred, right? And mm. this wasn't even heavy spark. But, like, I was shocked that the instincts kick in. Mm. There was a moment where a guy threw a kick and I didn't tell myself to catch the kick, but I just lifted my leg and caught the kick. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's instinct. And I haven't even been working that that much to catch it. And I remember back when I was boxing, this is when I started to realize, and it does kick in. I was back when I was boxing, this a long time ago. We were at a house party and someone threw a, 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 a cup at me, Right. And the cup was flying and I saw the cup flying and I swear to God, I know this sounds crazy. I saw it in slow motion and I just slipped my head to the side and the cup went over my shoulder. And it's only because I'd been in the gym constantly in the ring, seeing guys throw punches and like being used to fast things coming at me and Mm. just like, because remember to miss a punch, this is what people don't realize. Your fist is small. To miss a punch, you're literally moving your head two inches and you don't come close to me. Hmm. The fear is if I don't get my head away two inches, the right. genius of Floyd is <clears throat> I will stay right in front of you 
and I'll move my head this far, and then you won't be able to touch me. And right. Another thing that's funny, it's like uh, we travel with Mark, and Mark has never fought, never sparred, and you can actually tell. Because, like, when we scare him, his it's not like defenses go up. He just, like, crumbles. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and he's an athlete. Yeah. Like, he comes, he presents as athletic, but it's a different, Yeah. it's a different level of, like. Like, me, my first instinct is hands up for defense, and, like, I'm, I'm like, just ready for whatever's coming. Yeah. It's, it's just different, and yeah, that's all yeah, instinctual. And it's like, your posture is karate based. Yeah. My posture is boxing based and kickboxing is even different. Like the second I'm like Joe, I'm like moving around with somebody. I, I don't square up my body. I make my body quite, I guess this would be, how would you describe that? Perpendicular. Yeah, to perpendicular. You, yeah. Right. Because in boxing, smallest target, smallest target. Mm. Right. But in kickboxing, that's a disadvantage because once I have my body perpendicular, you can kick my back leg out. Right. And to get this leg all the way over to you. Right. You know what I mean? It's different, but boxing is similar to karate, where yeah, you're totally on the side. But here's the thing with boxing: you can bend down to block a punch. You don't do that in kickboxing because they'll kick your fucking head right off of your shoulders. Mm. You see Floyd do that thing where he like goes like this, yeah. and bends down. Do that in kickboxing, and a guy will just send a foot right into your mouth. Right. So it's like little shit that I'm learning. Anyway, we should all do that. We should all go to like month of classes and just like just fucking tap around dude it is one it's exciting as fuck it feels like you're on stage i'm with it like you know how when you're on stage i don't know if you feel this way like even if you had the worst day for that time your brain can be off yeah of it. that's what sparring feels like yeah i never sparred i only did the, the class for like a couple months and then i just didn't spar because which podcaster or youtuber wants to fight let's go <laughs> <laughs> it was funny when i did it when i was doing the uh the the logan paul podcast He's a big kid. Like he, he's, yeah, he's yeah. muscular he, and he's strong and he's he's naturally athletic. You can see it. Mm. Um, and I remember watching him and because he had done, I think, some MMA in high school, so he has like a background. Oh, okay. But I'm curious to watch the fight to see what kind of to yeah, see what kind of skills. We should like do one of those watch things. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we go. <laughs> I was telling him if, I, if I'm in LA, I'll go. No work. When yeah. is it? November. November. But um, yeah, man, it's an interesting. <laughs> We got to do it. We got to do a little training. We got to get in the gym a little bit. We I try to do it on the road. We try to like hit yeah. the gloves on the road. But yeah, we it's just hard because we're going. Every day. <laughs> but we got a new rule on the road so we don't get fat. What's that? 100 push-ups, 200 sit-ups before we leave the hotel room. Can't leave the hotel room without yeah. 100 and 200. Haven't started it yet. But yeah, we haven't we'll, started we'll it yet. See. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see in happens. Australia. Yeah. Um. Anything else, Akash? Um, the LeVar versus Lon. We can save this for Patreon, actually. There's a few we can save for Patreon. <clears throat> Lavar vs. Lonzo, James Harden, Rich Paul. Um, well, there's also uh, yeah, Lavar vs. Lonzo. Yeah, you seen the video? No. Can you explain to me? We want to watch it. What is it? It's like a minute and a half of Lavar and Lonzo arguing about big big baller brand. Lonzo says you can change the name of the company, and Lavar, which I like, he's like, no, I'm not changing the companies. The three Bs are the three ball boys. B B B. We're not changing that. And then him and him and Lavar just start arguing about like. Lavar is like, Alonzo's like, the company's done. And he's like, it's not done. What are you talking about? And then he, Lonzo, uh, Lavar says some shit to Lonzo about how, like, I made you a superstar. You know, your game has been weak for a couple years or something like that. And that's why the brand is struggling. Whoa. It gets, oh. it gets nasty. We might need to watch the full and then maybe, maybe take no, it to Patreon. It's a Facebook show. Oh, so they'll fucking. Yeah, they might have it though. God damn it. Yeah. 
We got to find a workaround for that. Just, what about what about this? Uh, what about James Harden looking thick? Oh, you seen that? You, James. Speaking of boxing, that's yeah, the segue. Yeah, let's watch. Let's watch. Speaking of boxing, here's James Harden hitting the pads. He just looking a little scrumptious. Yeah, he just don't look like an NBA player necessarily. But he's always been like that. Though. That's what I thought. I've never seen him like. I never thought he was in shape. Yeah. But people are really trolling him for this video. Oh yeah, the back is jiggling a little bit, dude. Yeah, but to me, he always been like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's always been a little soft in the in the mid section. Yeah. You know what? He's actually doing a decent job of standing his toes. His balance is completely off. If you notice, no power on the punches. Yeah. I mean, he probably tired because he, you know, D- he did a little thing, <laughs> a little bit of exercise. But it's fascinating to see how wildly uncoordinated. Okay, so he looks like a girl fighting in a pool. Right? <laughs> Doesn't he look like that? Right? Now, he is arguably one of the most coordinated human beings on the planet. Yeah. But he can't throw punches to save his life. Right? Muhammad Ali, my dad used to interview Muhammad Ali a lot. He would cover boxing for NBC. He said Muhammad Ali was the perfect athlete. I mean, you couldn't, nobody had that kind of like hand eye coordination, foot speed at that height, weight. I mean, it was just unbelievable. He threw like a girl. Really? Oh, I gotta... He couldn't throw a football. <laughs> oh, you crazy. mean like throw yeah. a ball? Okay, I didn't even and throw my a dad punch. was like shocked. He couldn't believe that you could be so gifted physically and then not be able to just throw a baseball. It seems like the most – or throw a football. It seems like the most – well, he like threw from his chin. You know how like they yeah. girls be throwing where they got yeah. no coordination whatsoever, yeah. you know. And um, but here's a perfect example. Like James Harden, you think, oh yeah, you know how to throw punches. No, I mean you see him. Floyd plays, plays basketball all the time. I'm not impressed when I watch him play. But th- he doesn't look uncoordinated. Yeah, Does he? He looks a little bit to me. Does he, looks, he to you guys? Yeah, he looks like, a little like, goofy to me. Like really like jerky. He's, yes. It's like yeah. a rabbit playing it's basketball. It's not fluid yeah. at all. It's like all effort. Yeah. yeah. It's like he's so effortless in the ring and then <laughs> on and the basketball he, court. You can tell he's the so quickest much, person on the, in the so court. Much sense. It's just like a rabbit, like a jackrabbit just hopping around court. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah. How, it's like, how do I make up for the fact that I'm not as good at this? Yeah. I'll just use all elite athleticism. His release is just a little, it's like a, it's, I don't know, it's just like. Same with Manny Pacquiao. He looks yeah. absurd. Yeah. On the court. But yeah. Yeah, James Harden need to lay off that fucking Nando's or whatever. But hasn't he? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't because he's been like that and he's fucking a scoring machine. I wonder if he lost weight, would he he (laughs) be a better defender? Would he be a better, would he not be tired at the end of games? Some people are just comfortable. So here's a a question. Um, You see him towards the end of the season, especially towards the end of the playoffs. Against the Warriors two years ago in particular, game seven. You know. Game seven, you're missing 20 straight threes. If you're 10 pounds lighter, are you as tired over the course of the season? Specifically your legs. Specifically your legs. So there, you know, like there was the guy who started Nike. What was his name? Phil Knight. Phil Knight. So when he was developing these sneakers, right, uh, there's a movie called Prefontaine or Pre or something like that. Yeah, I think it's just Pre. uh, And he was uh, working with uh, runners at Oregon. And when he was developing these sneakers, he calculated the weight. And he was like, well, if I can get a sneaker to weigh... Eight ounces instead of twelve ounces. That's four less ounces they'll have to carry for, every single step. Yeah. For every single step, for ten thousand steps or whatever it was to run a mile. And he'd be like, "Huh? Okay, that means that you'll be that amount. You'll have that amount of of better cardio yeah, without amount improving more your cardio. Yeah. yeah. So if you can't make your sneaker weigh less, you could make your pecs 
and your stomach weigh less. Yeah. You can make your back weigh less. It'd be interesting to see what happens. This, but the other question is, if he loses some of that physicality or loses some of that size, can he take the punishment? It's another question. And he's, yeah, he's also punishing on offense. Like he can. Body. Yeah. Yeah, he could get in there. He could work you. And it's like, Barely can you handle there. that? Yeah. Can you handle going to the basket and getting fouled? And like, and can you dole out as much ground? punishment? Of course. Because you there's fat strength. You know what I mean? You lose weight, suddenly you get a little weaker. Mm-hmm. And then now you go into the basket and you're getting pushed around when you yeah. go to the basket instead of you pushing people around. I still think it would be worth it to try at least, mm-hmm. losing 10 pounds. I don't know. He's kind of been this way this He's a great. Time. So we, I know I we said this with Chris Paul and maybe it didn't work out, And but there is a world maybe where you try to limit a James Harden to a 30 minutes a game, 33 minutes a game. Mm. And then in that off time, you just let Westbrook go nut. Yeah. And you basically tell Westbrook, hey, do your best to facilitate. You're going to have 12 minutes a game, which is nut time. Yeah. And we want you to go nut. And we want you to take whatever shot you want. Just the other time when you're on the floor with James, be that elite facilitator. Yeah. You still get your triple-double. Son, you're going to get your triple-dub. Just a few less points, a few more assists. Still get in there and rebound. There was a. Uh, did you guys see the convo? We should probably get out of here soon. But did you see the convo about um, uh, that Harden was upset that he went didn't win MVP? This keeps bubbling up, and he's like, "It's all a media narrative." Who oh yeah, MVP? yeah, yeah. And he brought up something that was quite interesting, which was, I had you know 50, 30 point games, two fifty point games. I averaged a triple double. I did all these things, and it's like, how do I not win MVP? Because the media decided who was going to win MVP from the beginning. And while it's an interesting argument and he did have more impressive scoring, he did it at a lower percentage. So, like lower shooting percentage? Yes. Yeah, so John, so it's like, what would you really want? Do you want more points at a lower clip or less points at a higher clip? I would almost always go for the latter. Uh, which is less points at a higher clip. Right. 26 a game at 56%. That's great. Shooting over 30 a game at 42%. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree. Yeah. And also Giannis is a better defender. Yeah. So if we're giving MVPs, this this has got to go both sides, right? Yeah. 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 That means half the game. James Harden always has a case for offensive, the best offensive player in the league. Right. But it is half the game to fucking play defense. MVPs based on numbers. Harden every year based on scoring because you can't really calculate defense. You like can't, that. and since it's not a stat, nobody fucking works on it. Yeah, and if there was a stop stat, or like you know how they have in uh, in football hurries. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If they had a stat for a player trying to score on you and, and then not he couldn't, yeah, a, a denied stat. Yeah, denial stat. Yeah, denial yeah. stat. Something like or forced bad shot. Yeah, stat. I bet you would see these stat nerd players yeah. lean into- All players. All players are motivated by stats. I think the greatest, greatest are the ones that are like, nah, I'm going to focus on defense because I want to win. Because I want to win. And that's what separates the greatest players from the really good players. Because sometimes they get used to not winning. Maybe. You can fucking get used to not winning. That's You know what? That makes a lot of sense. As scary as it is, you fucking get used to it. You get comfy with your salary. You get comfy with your life. You find joy in other things. And you just accept- I'm not going to win a championship, and fuck if that isn't scary. Yeah, bro. And do you think Harden is there? 
I don't know. I just don't see him working on the stuff I feel like he should be working on. Like a one-legged three is great. That's dope. How about two-legged D? Yeah, how about two-legged D? <laughs> how, about, how about you win more games in the playoff? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing for that? Yeah. I don't ever hear him talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, guys, this has been another episode of uh, Flagrant 2 No Easy Buckets Analysis by Assel's Water Cooler Comfort for your sports news. We will see you uh, for the Patreon episode this Friday. And uh, what? What? Post row. Oh, no, no, no. No post, no post. Except for- no, no. We, we, I did two in a row. Oh, sorry. My so, um, the uh, yeah, so we're recording the Patreon episode uh, to, uh, on Tuesday. And then uh, that's going to come out Friday. And then we will be away. Alex and I will be away next week. I'm sorry, this week and next week. And then we'll all be back the following week. But the episode will come out a little bit late that Tuesday because we'll probably be recording Tuesday day. Okay. So Akash next week, Kaz next week, maybe some guests. I think next week, Patreon, you're going to get the history yep. hyenas the, in the here. The hyenas are coming through for Patreon. We're going to get wild. So, hey, man, just enjoy. Have the most fun. We obviously wish we could be here. You know, if we're awake and you guys are recording, we'll give you guys a phone call. No doubt. Shoot us a text maybe if we're up for whatever reason. No doubt. We can just say what up to y'all. But uh, love y'all, man. Tune the fuck in. Enjoy. And, uh, and yeah, always keep it tight, man. Peace. Thank you.